and gentlemen of the jury, we all lived through the 70s. The clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Some, I'd whip up a really uh, substantial meal. You see how strong I am <laughs> from eating all of this stuff.
Play. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we all lived through the 70s, the clothes, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. You seem to be well grounded in the case of our But there could be more to the gaze than meets the eye. Always winterize your pipes. Or the stone pudding or something. I mix up some herbs and I come up with a dandy glass of this bicarbonate of fig leaf.
if I were expecting some, I'd whip up a really uh, substantial meal. You see how strong I am? <laughs> I'm eating all this stuff. Anytime, <laughs> thank you for having me on. Oh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Hear me. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, because, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you are muted. All right, sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you guys can hear me now. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> it's all good why, all did, good. why did it do OBS? Uh, whatever. Well, yeah, I got to do my intro again. So, yeah, like I said, be sure to like the video, guys, share the content, <laughs> and do all that stuff. Available on Google, uh, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and Anchor. Um, we're here with Blurred Without Fear or Ernie or Mag Negro, as you, uh, I saw on your, <laughs> on your Twitter. Um, I, once I saw it on your Twitter, I had to add it to the title, like Mag Negro. Okay, I see that. So, that's 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 uh, pretty clever. Um, maybe a, like a if that was the black version of the Magneto, I guess it would be called that. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that does work, right? Uh, with a black cape and everything. I mean, all right. Yeah. Well, I guess it works. Hey, black suit, black helmet, everything. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so, um, what made you uh, start your channel, and what were you doing before you were on YouTube? Ernie. oh man oh uh well basically what i was doing before i well 
kind of I guess I, I guess I'll answer the second one because it'll it'll better under, it'll help better figure out the the first one. Um, I was originally working uh, 40, 50, 60 hours uh, a week uh, in retail as a uh, retail store manager, and I hated my life, and uh, <laughs> it sucked. And uh, the only uh, outlet uh, that I had was music. Uh, I used to, like, on the side, uh, I used to be in a band, a heavy metal band. Uh, where I was a vocalist for, and uh, that fell apart uh, in uh, spectacularly dramatic fashion, and uh, I didn't have an outlet anymore, and uh, or creative outlet, and uh, I was kind of desperate for one uh, because it was kind of the way I coped uh, with my problems. But um, uh, so like I was like, you know what? Let me. Let me channel my uh, my my energy, mm-hmm. uh, my um, some of these uh, negative emotions that I'm always feeling. Uh, let me channel it into something positive, and uh, that's kind of where the the YouTube channel came into play. Um, without uh, without depressing anyone, uh, there was also some uh, there, there was also some there was a lot of mental health stuff. Uh, surrounding it was mostly just kind of a way to to be able to to create a uh, just a, a a way to take the the creativity that I wasn't able to exercise elsewhere and put it into something else. There was never even really an intention of it becoming anything more than just yeah you know, me talking into a microphone into the ether and whoever listens hears it and. Whoever doesn't doesn't. That was it. Was never really any real intention of becoming any any anything like near close to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it became that. Yeah. And, and when people ask me how, I usually tell them it was quite on accident. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, and that's that's kind of where that's kind of where we landed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just. So yeah. you you mentioned something about your origin that you were a um, in a rock band, mm-hmm. and funny enough, you and Young Rippa, <laughs> I seen you y'all did a mm-hmm. collab together. He also is it was mm-hmm. has his own band thing. So is, mm-hmm. is there a community of a black rock band on YouTube or something like that? Like little place like community little cave enclave or something? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, there probably is now, but when I was doing it, this was like God, man. Um, this was all like pre pre Black Panther being in theaters uh, <laughs> to, to put a to put a milestone on it. Um, like yeah, I mean, especially in my area, mm-hmm. uh, it was an uncommon. It was an uncommon thing. It's probably more common now. Mm-hmm. Probably far more common now than it was uh, than it was then, but. Yeah. So, so how's your experience like being a, a black? Uh, you were the vocal guy, right? Yeah, I was a vocalist. Like, how how was that? You know, when you know, most of that community is mostly white, uh, how was that? Did you deal with any type of foolery with that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I had people, uh, other other vocalists, uh, primarily. Uh, it, 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 I would say exclusively mm-hmm. other vocalists uh, try to downplay 
uh like 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 before hearing what i could do mm-hmm. they would be like oh yeah you you're just yeah you're a token you know they probably just put you in the band because you're black you know it's that and the other <laughs> and it's like yeah and then like yeah we would play a show to get like because usually bands we were playing shows with right um you know that had that attitude and then you know we would play the show together and then you know uh typically in a lot of cases we were the newer band we usually went on first and uh without being much of a jackass i'll just say if we were usually a very hard act to follow oh. <laughs> nice. because like, the because the thing was always like coming back later like oh man dude i didn't know you could man dude oh dude. It, it, it was one of those it was like the whole hat like like you ever see like you know, the old um old movies with a guy has come back and apologize got his hat in his hands he's like crumbling it up and it was like one of those situations uh more often than not uh, because they they usually thought that it was just gonna be like a, uh, like a just straight up, uh, oh he's just gonna he's just gonna rap. That's what he's gonna do. He's just, he's just gonna be rap. So, so typical. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, I I I I I scream and sing. <laughs> so like, like so when you like maybe tell people, oh man, I do music. Oh man, what you a battle rapper? Nah, man, I scream. Like right, yeah. It's like I'm I'm a, I'm a screamo. Uh, melodic death metal uh, growler and <laughs> melodic death metal thing. It, it, it's, it's a strange. It, it's a strange thing to to try to quantify to people sometimes. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I the, the main reason I got into the rock stuff is because of I tell people because of Dragon Ball Z. You know, I would watch yeah. a lot of the Coolers Revenge and all. They had these dope soundtracks, and it's like you just bang your head too. I still to this day listen to it just to mm. just just for enjoy. So that's where I, I love that stuff. Uh, for people coming mm. into chat, definitely be sure to like the video, uh, subscribe, share. Check out um, Ernie's links in the description. Check him all that. He's he's been doing YouTube long. He's been doing it for a while. There's, there's no excuse not to know him. I mean, really, <laughs> there's no excuse. Um, at this point, there's really no excuse. So, uh, yeah. what, what made you to use your? What have you? Give me the origin of your name. Now, I think actually, I think I know where your name comes from, but I want the people mm-hmm. to know where where your name come. Okay, so uh, blur without fear uh, for the. Uh, and, I'll go and explain this part too because I've actually had some people who have no clue what this means. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's uh, one of my favorite uh, comic book heroes is uh, Daredevil, mm. and uh, I always liked the uh, the moniker Daredevil, you know, the man without fear. And um, so what I did is I was like, oh man, dude, you know, my name should be something like that, you know, tells people who I am. And you and what I am, and and, and kind of give them a, a, an idea of what it is that I do. And <laughs> um, when I was originally doing this, I was originally just going to call myself, you know, nerd without fear, and be done with it. But um, at the time that I was creating my channel, someone had already there. Uh, they had already created the nerd without fear channel. They already had. It was like a. It was a YouTube channel podcast. Uh, they had you know, a social media presence and everything. Um, and they were at the time active. And then like, I was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want people to, you know, confuse us. So I said, I got to come up with something else. I was like, but I really want to, I, I was really hung up on the name and I was like, yo, I was like, yo, I, and one day I, I was listening to, um, uh, childish Gambino right. and, uh, there was the, I think it was, um, I think it was like a bonfire. Um, uh, as a part where he said, yeah, uh, shout out to my blurs. And I was like, that's right. 
blurred. I was like, dude, there you go. Black nerd. There you go. Boom. Done. Cut the check. And uh, from, from there it went. And then shortly after, I think roughly around the time that my YouTube channel kind of first started taking off, mm-hmm. Nerd Without Fear completely disappeared off the face of the planet. Um, so I mean, it, it, it's whatever, but yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, cool, you know, that, that, I can dig it, I can dig it. Right, right. <laughs> you see, and I, I thought about Daredevil, I'm like, wait, wait a second. I was like, wait, Netflix, Daredevil, I'm like, wait, man, oh, okay, it connects. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay, that's where it's coming from. But actually, it does, it, it actually does, uh, it, it's actually really good meaning too, because you know, for us mm-hmm. who are into uh, comics, manga, anime, movies. You know, I get this a lot. Oh, well, you can't like white stuff. Like anything that's created by white people, you just can't like. You only have to, you, your only options is to like Spawn and uh, Black Panther, and uh, that's yeah. it. Like, or Static that's Shock. It. If you don't like yeah. anything else, man, you can't like Captain America. Like all that crap. So <laughs> to, to have that, you know, without, you know, you just don't care. You don't have, there's no fear of what you mm. like, you know, no. what you're into. So mm. it actually does promote a really good message out there. Mm. And when you're searching blurred on YouTube, for me, it's like you're the only one that comes up. Like when, it's, when I search mm. blurred, no one else comes mm. up but mainly your stuff. Yeah. Um, the I don't, I the don't SEO is on point. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, what, what do you think people use the term blurred a lot now than before? Because I wasn't really using it like that. I really wasn't. It is. Uh, okay. So, I kind of felt like blurred was a term that very few people used yeah. like it like it was like it wasn't so much like that no one was using it just it wasn't a widespread term and then i noticed that like as i started and i'm not saying that i'm responsible for this in any way so i don't want anybody coming at me and be like <laughs> I, I'll, I don't want nobody going to run to uh uh anybody else on youtube be like man blur up your shit man y'all biting this stuff uh please don't i i, I already got I already got comics gate people in my DMs right now on Twitter. I don't I don't need any more smoke. Uh but the the thing is I noticed that like as I rose in, you know, I, I you know, quotey fingers uh, popularity, I noticed that I started seeing other um uh entities on uh YouTube uh, on Spotify, on Facebook, and Twitter, where you start seeing like, oh, blurred this, blurred that, blurred this, blurred that, and you know, so on, so on, so on, so on, so on. Um, and uh, at the time when I was coming up, uh, which makes it sound like it was twenty years ago, really wasn't that long ago. Uh, but when I was coming up, the only other person I knew that really had like blurred in their title, um. Uh, was uh, was Kara Mahorn, who is uh, the Blurred Girl. Mm-hmm. Like, we were, like, it, it was kind of like a... I almost kind of feel like there was a synergy where we were kind of starting about almost like... It was kind of like Doom Patrol and X-Men. No one knows which one came first, but they started about roughly the same damn time. Mm-hmm. And you just, like... It, and, and no one was copying the other, but just it just it was perfect synergy. Like, yeah, like, on, on, on both sides of the fence. And that's kind of how I feel... After that, you then you start seeing everybody else like like oh blur this blur that blur this blur that, mm-hmm. and also like also uh, there's another um, if you look up like black who's it the guy who's he's like a big channel he talks a lot about Nintendo he's like black comedy something I forgot his channel, oh but, black nerd comedy yeah, yeah black nerd he comedy. also like mm-hmm. this comes up if you put black nerd he just comes up with everything mm-hmm. do you think that are, are we are there a lot of a lot of blurred channels though because to me there's not. 
to me it's really not like i and for people who no. want to for people who want to start like you know myself mm-hmm. i just started just last a couple months ago it's mm-hmm. hard to kind of get um like uh visuals of okay this is what this guy's doing because there's not a lot of channels there's just not a lot of blur channels or are they just hidden because mm. you know there's tons of different communities right pokemon right. all this i mean so what, what do you think about that yeah i think man uh at first shout out shout out to the homie robin and uh and this robin. guy uh in the chat there uh <laughs> but uh you know it was it was one of those situations where uh something i noticed and and this is more in physical spaces less internet spaces but i feel like we as black nerds don't feel like we have a space where where we can be comfortable mm-hmm. yeah where we can you know not have to worry about anybody coming in and trying to like 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 case in point i remember and i tell the story every everywhere i go just about just because i feel like everyone has probably had this experience if you're a black nerd uh i'm I, i'm a huge fan of D. Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons for God, I can't believe I'm about to say it, it's almost twenty years. Um, but I remember I was at a uh, it was at a, a function. It was a nerd. It was a, 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 a local nerd function where like it was like nerds all over the city were coming together and w- listening to other nerds like give presentations about stuff, and it pissed me off so bad but there was this guy who comes up to me and he says uh or, or uh, a friend of mine introduces me to this guy he's like hey this is my friend you know, ernie uh yeah you know, he's got a podcast you know youtube channel blah 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 uh and you know, at the time it was a it was a dnd podcast that i was doing uh on the side and he was like oh what do you know about dnd because <laughs> like I'm the black guy in a in a in a you know operating in a space that's you know, typically perceived as being you know for white people, right? And uh, he was like, okay, well let me quiz you, let me see what you know. And it's like, well, why do I have to play like I, that, and that's kind of my thing, like why do I have to play twenty questions, right? Why do I have to why, why do I have to testify, you know, my nerdiness? You know, whenever I enter into some white space, because I have to prove that I'm into the same things that they're into, but I have to prove my knowledge. You don't have to prove your knowledge, you know, as a white person in these, you know, these spaces, you know, you you don't have to do that. If you walk up and say, oh, yeah, dude, I'm into anime and um, and manga and and, and D&D wrestling, no one's going to bat an eyelash at you. But if you're black, people tend to give you that. (laughs) <laughs> are you though are you though are you really in the anime do you really play oh you play video games oh you play madden you probably play madden nba 2k or right. your call of duty that's our, all you play go, yeah that, that's cute our go-to black <laughs> games. yeah the, the right. ones. It was like, oh 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 you play street fighter okay cool that that's cute yeah that, that, that that's the thing that that's that's what i hate about it and i feel like it's the same in physical spaces as it is on the internet where I feel like black people just don't feel like they have a presence. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, there's a, there's a, there's a void and a, and a thirst for black content because I'm just going to go ahead and say it and people can be mad if they want, but black people are some of the most copied, most imitated, most, uh, you know, plagiarized people on the face of the planet 
uh, you know, because we bring a type of flavor and style and sense, uh, you know, and, and I'll go ahead and say it, and seasoning to something that other people just can't give authentically. And that's why people copy uh, uh, a lot of what we do. And, 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 but the thing is, it's cool when you, you got some like you know some white guy or some white woman, whatever. They're on YouTube and they're kind of um, they're 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 invoking black dialogue. They're invoking black uh, uh, sensibilities in their content. People are like, oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. I like I, I like them. But then, like, when they actually see a actual black person who's able to talk about these things and do these things and provide that same content with authentic flavor, yeah, it's a completely different thing. Because then people look at it and go, oh, oh, this is what it's supposed to taste like. Right. Yeah, this is this is what this is this is what they were trying to see. They were too busy putting raisins in the potato salad. Ah, this is what it's actually supposed to taste like. And that's and that's what I think that's why black content creators, even though, yeah, they are few and far between, they do tend to thrive uh, because uh, black nerd comedy. He's been a, he's been in the game for a minute. Yeah, he's, he's and been doing it for a while. Yeah, he's been at it for a long time. And I and honestly, had he had he not been in the game, it would have actually been harder for me to get into the game uh, just because of you know, the nature of how YouTube works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have a good point, because I feel like, you know, uh, we all know Star Wars Theory, right? You know that channel, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah. if there was like a brother who was going to do a, a Star Wars channel who knew everything, he would probably do it 10 times better. I mean, mm -hmm. to me, he's not that entertaining, but his, his content's mm -hmm. great. But he's not that entertaining. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure a brother could just mm -hmm. dominate that whole thing if, you know, if there was a brother who wanted to do that. Same with mm -hmm. the Pokemon channels. I think there's a bunch of black people that are in the Pokemon community. This Dragon Ball, there's a Dragon Ball community. There's tons of uh, black channels in there. Gaming mm -hmm. channels, uh, Black Kukage, Random Black Lake Gamer, all those people. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it shows that we we do have an extra flavor or a little spice and everything nice that uh, mm -hmm. people seem to like, you know, and um, mm -hmm. that's to our advantage. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, how did you figure out that you had the voice for podcasts? Because... <laughs> not, ev not not everyone does not everyone because especially with solo commentary it's hard mm -hmm. to stretch out your, your your dialogue and i've learned this too like before i couldn't do an hour now i can do like maybe an hour mm. two hour so how do you mm. what was your kind of your process learning how to get get good with that uh well okay so with that okay so that one is kind of uh it's kind of weird because growing up probably about roughly around the time that I, you know, from the time I was like 15, 16, uh, maybe even actually, even maybe even before that, uh, like 13, 14, like, you know, once I kind of got past the whole, Hey, your voice is changing and making weird noises, uh, phase of, uh, of puberty. Uh, <laughs> um, people used to always come and tell me like, like, dude, you, you sound like you should be on the news or you should be on the radio. And I even had like, uh, people who worked in radio tell me like, dude, you have a good radio voice, and I never took it seriously. Like, I never was. I was like, oh. yeah, like, I, I get out of here. You just pull it by my chain or whatever. And then, um, 
one day I was somewhere, you know, back in the before times when you could go places without having to wear a mask, uh, for fear of uh, for fear right. of dying. Right. Uh, but um, I was at this place, and this is back when I used to be like super duper mega ultra into football. And I was talking to somebody about it, and they were like, "They're like, dude, I don't want to interrupt your conversation, but man." Had I not just you know, known that you were in the same room as me, I would have thought that you were like your voice was coming from the TV. And I was like, he's like, you sound just like those dudes on like, like you sound like you should be on like Sports Center or something like that. And I was like, I was like, oh, thank you. And then like the bells kind of started, uh, you know, ringing in my head, and I started realizing maybe I, I was like, maybe I should do this. Like maybe I should do something like this. And I still never did it ultimately mm -hmm. but once i actually did start doing podcasts and it kind of got to a point where i learned that i can talk to pretty much anybody mm -hmm. like just in my experiences like i've gone to conventions i've gone to uh all kinds of like functions where like i don't know anybody and i can strike up a conversation with just about anybody um like i i always it, it's a the uh my mother says that uh i guess with like with the, the way the old folks you say i have the gift of gab uh <laughs> like I, i've never met a stranger uh or anything like that like it just like i can usually it, like it, as long as you're not like a serial killer or a complete total psychopath i can probably talk to you. yeah right uh, <laughs> it'd be weird to have a conversation with a serial killer like before you get killed like, like it's a really right. good conversation like <laughs> it's like man, just don't knife me man Right, but, but yeah, you, you definitely have like I can see you doing like um like big tournaments or whatever like gaming stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got you got that commentary voice on lock. Um, so mm -hmm. what were some of the uh, the challenges that you dealt with as you were first starting to uh, put out content? Um, the first challenge was people taking me seriously, mm -hmm. uh, which is you know kind of alluded to before. Uh, but you know, but this time it was the people who are your critics are faceless. Uh, they're faceless. You don't know who they are. And a lot of times their criticism isn't constructive criticism. It's just them telling you that you suck and uh, you should go, uh, you know, kill yourself or, uh, or, or, you know, that they're, they're banging your mom in the other room or something like that is, is usually what it was. Um, and then once people started kind of taking me seriously, it became a challenge that the question of like, okay, all right, well, well, okay, we get it. You're, you're a black nerd. Okay, cool. Whatever. But are you black enough? Uh, the black, <laughs> you know, like it, it was one of those situations where like, I caught it from both sides. Like there was no, it's a no win situation. Honestly, I've grown used to it. I, I'm tired of it, but I've grown used to it. Um, there are people who said, oh man, stop using the sorry to bother you voice. Or, uh, I was like, this is how I normally talk. Like, I, and, and I, I tell people all the time, I said, anyone, any of my, uh, viewers who, which for, unfortunately now is not a thing, but in the future soon, it will be a thing. But in the past, I've had viewers meet me at conventions and be like, dude, you're just like you are on like, you know, YouTube. And you thing, can right? ask my, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, you can ask my wife, you can ask my mom, you can ask all my friends, they will all tell you, it's, you get me all, all the time, every time, this isn't an act, it's not some, 
uh, facade that I have to you know, uh, put on. I'm who I am all the time. So when people would come to me and say, "Dude, oh man, I hate the way you talk," or uh, uh, "I hate you," I hate the sound of your voice, or uh, or or you know, stop using uh, black slang because you know you're 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 trying too hard. And it's like. <sighs> I'm like, look, you know what? I can't please any of you, so I'm going to be not just you, know, which I know a lot of people always you know, they throw in the term unapologetically black, which I used to say a lot about myself, but now I just say I'm unapologetically me because a lot of people tend to get it twisted. When people think of unapologetically black, they just assume that means, oh, that means y- you, you just mad, you know, just stereotypical black. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that's not what that means. It just means I don't care what you think about me and my blackness, yeah, you know, or or you know, to what degree or whatever I give you. Like, I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't even really. <laughs> occasionally, sometimes I catch myself code switching, but for the most part, I'm me, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. There's just certain words I don't use around other people because I know they won't understand what I'm talking about, right. and it's just easier if we just let them live in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I'm not the ambassador for all black people. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I, and I, I feel you on that, man. Just be yourself. Hey, if you if you like it, cool. If you don't, fair enough. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. other people on YouTube. Um, and trying to be a certain way, especially when you're doing podcasting, all those hours, it's it's mm-hmm. it's too much. You know, it's better really for longevity. It's just better just be yourself. You know, uh, trying to. Mm-hmm act a certain way i mean maybe you're doing like little short little clips here like yeah for short-term stuff but long-term you know there's just no way you're going to be able to just long that out throughout the year after year after year there's no way uh for people coming yeah. into chat be sure to like the video subscribe to ernie aka the blurred without fear aka magnegro um is the links are in the chat links are in the description uh mods <laughs> please put this link out keep throwing his, his, his links. Just keep throwing him like abusively in the chat, please, if you could. Um, <laughs> and be sure to like the video. It definitely does help out a lot as well. If you have any questions, be sure to also, you can put them in the chat as well. I'll try to get those questions in the chat. We have a super chat. Let me read that. Uh, shout out to uh, Red Sings of Blues. He says, keep up the work, man. Love these types of talks. Hell yeah. I do, man. I, I love interviewing, uh, especially th- these type <laughs> of uh, creators, man. I love it. It's good. But appreciate it, Red. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, so let's get back to, uh, so you mentioned that, um, so you do comics, your content is really focused on comics mm-hmm. and my issue with comics, I've always had this battle with comics is I, I'm a mm-hmm. millennial born in 90, 1990. Yeah. I've had this issue where I'm stuck on visual <laughs> animation. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to go back. Even when it comes to manga, it's hard for me to go back. Um, so mm-hmm. things like berserk, I know I'm animes. Woo. I'm great. Manga is like, it's, it's difficult. How was it for you when you get got into comics? Was it like something from far long time ago or what? Yeah, it was for me. I've been reading. It's it's crazy to say I've been reading comics since I was like four, uh, four or five years old. Uh, it's uh, my my mother used to get me. I'm gonna show some age here. Um, back in the day, Uh-oh. you could have comics mailed to you. Really. On an individual level, I mean, technically you could do it now with Amazon, but I mean, like, you could get them mailed to you from Marvel and DC. Oh, uh, you could like. So I used to get issues of Superman, Batman, The Flash, uh, and stuff like that in the mail, and that's how I learned how to read. 
because my mother would read them with me oh, and I would eventually, you know, uh, come into it that way. So I always, comics will always have a, a place in my heart. Um, now where things got uh, crazy is that like over time, like any, I think like any person probably would, you know, with anything, you know, over time, you know, if you, you do something long enough, you take breaks from it. And, uh, and I did, I took a break from comics uh, twice uh, in my life. Uh, when I first kind of hit my teens, uh, I kind of fell off of comics a little bit. Then I kind of came back to it because it was one of those situations like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to prove that I'm a, uh, that I'm cool. Yeah, and I got tired of you know, being ostracized. I was like, well, I'm just going to stop doing this thing. And then eventually when I got older, it was more just a, man, I'm grown. I ain't got time for this shit right now. And, um, the, uh, and then I came back to it, uh, which is what always happens is uh, I always wind up coming back to it. But um, for me, yeah, comics have always been a thing. Um, and, and I will say this, mm-hmm. kind of like how you feel about like uh, like your visual animation versus like, you know, like you're, you're watching like your anime versus manga. I kind of get that because I have a similar uh, problem with old comics. Mm-hmm. Going back and reading old comics is very difficult for me because old comics are written differently. Um, they're written in such a way that they're spoon feeding you information, and, and sometimes spoon feeding you information that you could probably figure out for yourself just by looking at the panels. Mm. So, like uh, back in the day, you used to have the narration panel. Yeah, you used to have three things that they would the way they would the the way the characters would communicate with you. You had the speech bubbles, you had the thought bubbles, and then you had narration bubbles. The narration bubbles you usually didn't have to read. Because it was basically the publisher talking to you, trying to spin a yarn to make this more epic than what it probably already is. Um, and then, but over time, thought bubbles became the narration boxes. Uh, so, like, they got rid of all that stuff because it, it was hokey. It didn't make any sense. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I do have a difficult time with that. But I, I will say that, um, and I don't apply this to everything, but it is something that I do apply to a lot of the media I consume, is that I try not to judge the things of yesteryear by the standards of the present mm-hmm. because you just can't. <laughs> it's not like when I watch like an old movie, I'm like, you know, me and my wife will watch old movies, she's like, oh my gosh, like the special effects are horrible. I was like, yeah, but... So yeah, I remember it was like 1960. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like when I watch like old anime, like which I actually prefer old an- anime over most uh, anime nowadays. But, yeah. um, uh, but I always say like, yeah, you know, technically it was the 80s. Yeah, the the dubbing wasn't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just it, with everything though, like going back and viewing something old is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably why I don't cover very many old uh, comics because mm-hmm. I tried and it was, whoo! You learn some stuff about yourself reading old comics. You realize what you won't tolerate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I figured it out. <laughs> you, you being a comic guy, what do you think about the the film adaptation of all these movies? You know, we got we got was we're starting from the '90s, Sam Raimi Spider Man's, and we just got into this whole. A vortex a tornado of movies i know some comic guys may you know they may not like everything that's on screen um mm. but what, what is your thoughts on like the whole rise of this whole super uh, hero movie just the wave well what do you think about that 
I mean, I think it's great. It's uh, it's awesome because I know people who probably were always interested in comics, but just never took the time to read them. Right, have become fans, and it's become this thing where it's less a stigma to be into superheroes uh, as it is, or as it was uh, back when I was coming up. Back when I was coming up, dude, it was one thing. Yeah, made fun of for that. Oh, you still read comic books? That's kid stuff. And it's like, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to do me. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's one of those situations where, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell people that, you know, to, to not enjoy something just because, you know, it, you know, the demographic that it's made for. Mm -hmm. uh, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. I mean, I don't care. Heck, it, it, art's, art is subjective. Mm -hmm. um, but... I feel like, are there too many? Sometimes it feels that way. But um, I, I will say that I'm glad that it is a thing because the, the more it thrives and the better it does, the more stuff we'll get and the more awesome things we'll get to see. Right. But um, I, I never want anything to be bad. Right. I never want anything to be bad. I, I, I always, even things I know I won't like. Right. Like, like even things like I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to like this, but I don't want it to be bad because I want it to succeed because if it fails, it hurts the genre. Right. And then if we go, then we like, like, uh, uh I, I'm old enough to remember seeing the live action spawn movie in theaters. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, that is like that. That's when you start getting those kind of movies. Mm. Uh, and we do still get those kind of movies from time to time. Movies of that quality. Uh, from time to time, uh, whether people realize it or not. And um, I would prefer if we don't. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like we've actually reached a point where we prove that you can tell a really great story surrounding a superhero. Yeah. Like, you know, The Dark Knight is a great crime noir thriller. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, you know, the Captain America, the Winter Soldier is a great uh, spy picture. Yeah, it's a great spy movie. Um, Logan, you know, Guardians. Of, yeah, yeah. Logan. Logan is a western. Logan is a western. Yeah, it's it's a western, straight up and down. There's no, there's no getting around it. Yeah, it is a one hundred percent a western. Um, you know, you can watch these movies and see a story that it, it, it's not like a oh, it's a typical superhero thing. Like, no, this is a movie. That could be any other movie. It just happens to have, you know, Black Panther in it, or it happens to have, uh, you know, uh, the Winter Soldier in it, or it happens to have Star Lord in it. Just these are coincidences. Uh, you know, just it just happens. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Uh, Robin has a question. Says, uh, "What do you think about the writing in the MCU compared to pre MCU and DC?" Whew. That's a big question, bro. <laughs> I'll put it to you like this. In the MCU, I think the writing, while it wasn't perfect to start, it was better than most that we had seen by that point. Um, I still remember going back, uh, looking at like some of the, the older DC movies, um, which and and when people think DC movies, they only think about Batman mm -hmm. and maybe like the the first two Superman movies. But I'm gonna actually do one better. I'm gonna bring up Supergirl and I'm gonna bring up Superman three that no one should like, uh, but I do. 
because it's dumb and it's kind of a comfort movie for me. Um, and then Superman four for those who know Superman three is the one with Richard Pryor in it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. Richard Pryor is the co-star. Like he's actually the biggest name in the movie next to Superman. He's actually a major part of the film. Um, and it's it's as bad as it sounds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's so it's so bad. It's funny because <laughs> uh, he's literally the only good part of it. Uh, but um, I think about those movies and how. You know, Richard Donner's Superman, Superman 1 and 2 were really good. They were good character pieces. Uh, you know, they, they had good, for the most part, tight stories, with the exception of a couple of, like, Superman 1, you know, the whole rotating the Earth backward to turn back time, and the Superman 2, the cellophane S that just came out of nowhere, just, you know, whatever, you just go with it. It's comic books. Uh, but... You know, Batman, you know, one Batman Returns. I thought those, you know, they did a really good job. You know, once again, more character studies. And I think kind of set the table for what was to come. But then you also got to think about what we had after that. In the same year that we got Michael Keaton as Batman, we also got Dolph Lundgren as Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Which, Punisher. yeah, which Punisher in and of itself, not a horrible movie. It's just not a good Punisher movie. Right. Like it, like people used to jokingly call it Punisher in name only, because <laughs> he didn't have a skull in the chest. Even I mean, the story with the origin was the same, but just he just he just wasn't actually Punisher. Mm. Uh, but it was a good crime action movie. It just wasn't a good superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you judge it outside of that, it's better. Captain America. I remember the old Captain America where he had the ears. Uh, that were a part of the rubber part of his suit, so he looked weird. Um, and the the writing for that was just all over the place because it made no sense. Uh-huh. But now we get movies that actually make sense. We get storytelling now, especially now. Wandavision. Uh, you got Wandavision out here that's uh, that's telling that's that basically has found a way to adapt House of M with only a handful of characters. Uh, <laughs> it just uh-huh. it's. It, 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 it's 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 weird to be able to say that uh, because it's not like a one to one, but like you see it, you can see the direct. Like if, if if you took Tom King's vision and you took the you took the House of M storyline and kind of melded them together, that's kind of what you got. And okay. those are really amazing stories, and I would say ambitious stories to try and adapt. Like we couldn't have done anything like this like twenty years ago. We could, I would even say uh, ten years ago when you know, I you know, and that's when Marvel was really kicking out. I don't think you could have done this then. Mm-hmm. Like they've evolved because the people who are doing these things now, they're people who are fans. They're you, and you can tell they're people who are actually into the things that they're writing about. Mm-hmm. So you said something that. House of M, because I, I you know, remember in the comic world, I have no idea, but I've heard of House mm-hmm. of M. How does that connect to WandaVision? Because I'm also watching WandaVision right now. So House of M, for the, uh, if you're not familiar, House of M is a story arc where uh, WandaVision uh, and the, your, your mileage with this particular part may vary. Um, at the time, there were there were way more mutant characters in Marvel Comics than like you could you know, swing a stick at. Uh, if you kicked over a garbage can, 80 mutants would come running out of it. 
Um, so what they did was they they did the story arc to kind of pare down the number of mutants in Marvel Comics, and that was House of M. Uh, it was this whole deal where uh, Wanda envisioned this idealized world where mutants were no longer feared. They were uh, admired and honored and uh, held up in high regard. And it was this kind of perfect utopian society for mutants, but like humans were the ones that were kind of like the y'all you know, situation. Um, And people tried to pretend to be mutants. Because they knew being a mutant would make them like a uh, uh, Spider-Man. There's a part in House of M where like Spider-Man, he's pretending to be a mutant, even though he's not one, but he's pretending to be one because he's better accepted that way. Hmm. And then eventually, kind of like any idyllic uh, uh, you know, society, there's always something shady going on in the background. And you start to realize that, you know, something's not right. And when it starts to fall down, you know, it then leans into Wanda realizing that mutants aren't the the cure. They're the problem. And that's where she, you know, she says the famous words, no more mutants. And then pretty much almost every mutant in existence loses their powers. Uh, and then there's only, I think it went from being like a thousand, 2000, some odd mutants to being like closer to like around a hundred to 200 uh, characters who still had their powers. And it, it's, it's affected the X-Men corner of the marvel comics universe even up to now but uh a lot of people forget that a lot of that spins out of uh, the avengers uh disassembled uh story arc and then house of m comes into play and yeah it it gets wild yeah so like i said when that's why i like getting comic book folks so you can translate the stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's what that's what i do man i try and translate it to make it more digestible yeah because uh, i remember like i don't get this all the time so i'm like yeah i'm just taking like this taking the my brain's just like taking the food the digital food um people in the chat be sure to uh like the video share it uh subscribe uh check out uh blurred without fears channel i also have his link tree in my description box let me make sure yep Yep, your link tree is definitely there. Uh, definitely be sure to check out Ernie. Um, really good brother, doing his thing. Fella blurred, a lot of content, almost an insanely amount of content. So, uh, yeah, oh yeah, you'll, you'll be. I've been at it a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just insane. Like he is just constantly just consistent. Um, so, talking about Marvel and let's talk about X Men a little bit. So with Wandavision. For me, episode one and three were a bit slow, but I understand they were trying mm. to, you know, kind of, hey, this is what's going on in the show. And mm-hmm. then we get episode four, and then everything starts getting mm. really good. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but what were your thoughts on the mm. last episode, episode six? Because we did get a really huge cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, so for me, I loved it. Uh, I loved it because, well, for one... Now I don't want to mess it up for anybody, uh, so I'm gonna speak in vague terms here. Uh, but just know that a conversation, a very, a very iconic conversation from House of M was featured in the last episode between huh? Wanda and another character. Oh, okay. It wasn't the exact one for one conversation, but if you read the House of M story arc, you would recognize the 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 back and forth between these two characters when the discussion of 
why Wanda is doing what she's doing or why the things that are happening in Westview are happening. You like the first thing I thought back to was like House of M. I was like, they 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 leaned into it. They actually they 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 leaned, they gave it the old elbow and just kind of just put it right there on the neck of a uh, of House of M. And I was like, I I was here for it. Um they even uh, alluded to some other things uh, that a lot of people have been theorizing about that um, may or may not uh, happen. Um, and uh, we also got to learn that a a character who's a, a personal favorite of mine is on the verge of uh, gaining uh, some uh, some powers. So uh, I was hype. Uh, I was hyped for it, so it's uh, it, like it, I think that episode, I, and and kind of like what you were saying before, like episodes one through three, like where they were kind of slower, they were they were setting you up because they were giving you the, what the base what they were doing is, it's kind of like when you start off a, and this is I can't believe that I haven't said this before up until this point, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, when talking about one division, but it reminded me of a a Marvel Comics event, like an actual comic event. We're like the first two or three issues. You're figuring out what's going on, like you're 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 they're they're laying they're setting the table for the things that are to come. It's a slow burn. They're kind of giving you they're maybe dropping you a little something here, a little something there. Um, there's a lot of comic book Easter eggs just in the first uh, episode alone. Like if you were like one of those people who like, ooh, I want to find all the Easter eggs in this episode, y- you would literally die of of Easter egg overdose. You just pass out in the middle of the floor because I was literally going through. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh wow! They did a nod to 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 Wonder Man! Oh my god! There's a nod to uh to Agatha Harkness's cat! I was like, "Oh wow! They did a a a a, a, a nod to the Grim Reaper! Uh oh my god! There's nods to this 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 this! It's like oh my god! I was like, it's overload! It's overload! Um, but yeah, it, but it, it's it's a uh, when you get to that fourth issue it, it's kind of like the point where they go okay 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 we're done messing with you we, we're right. done setting the table now here this is what you're actually eating right. and you see it and you're like oh my god this is what's happening oh my god like what is going on i don't like like oh what's gonna happen next and it, it's and i'm kind of glad that they didn't put all the episodes out mm-hmm. at once because i feel like the show would not have is, is they, they they didn't shoot it to be a binge show they shot it to be a cliffhanger show right and every episode you're kind of like maybe with the exception of the first episode because they don't really it's not really to the second episode that you really see that something's up Mm -hmm. but um you know but like all the stuff with like the hearts and how when the guy when mr hart's choking and how the uh mrs hart is like she's begging wanted to stop it and she but but she can't she she's she's trying to but she can't because of the hold that westview has on her and uh, uh and and the just how dark that got and then you, you get to the second episode where it's like oh well, well wait a minute who's this dude in the beekeeper thing and the beekeeper get up is like you know stalking around outside the house what's up with the helicopter you know what's up with you know the radio like what's up with that you know and then you you get to three and like oh right oh (laughs) but i love it i love it because you know that the marvel has been setting up so many awesome things and i'm i'm curious i'm waiting to see if uh our two young characters age up again oh right yep yep 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that because if that happens and it sticks, then we are definitely getting Young Avengers. Hmm. Um, because of all the other characters that have been announced, Kate Bishop, uh, Hulkling, and um, uh, Patriot, so on and so forth. Uh, so I'm here for it. I'm, I'm ready for it, man. Just, just keep feeding me more WandaVision. So, what did you think about the Captain America Falcon trailer? Did you watch it? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm here for it. I'm ready. Uh, that's actually the show I was the most excited for uh, between the two, initially. So, based on the trailer, it seemed, to me, it seems like I'm thinking Falcon's going to try to do the whole Captain America thing, and then we're going to have a bunch of soldiers try it or something like that. Maybe they're going to say, hey, maybe we can't, let's just go ahead and leave this shield alone. Or I've heard mm. rumors of uh, Chris Ryan coming back and saying, hey, I'm going to be Captain America again. So what are your thoughts on this based on that trailer? Um, okay, so the way I kind of view the story, the and a lot of it, they're kind of aping some of Nick Spencer's uh, run on Sam Wilson, Captain America. I think what's going to happen is we'll probably see Falcon try to become Captain America. Mm. What I think is ultimately going to happen is, uh, and, and this is kind of how the story goes, Nick Spencer's run, is that... Um, the government doesn't want him uh, as Captain America because he doesn't fit the mold. Uh-oh. He's not the he's not their ideal. Like there's the holy hashtag not my Captain America. You know that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they're gonna do is they're gonna be bringing in um, they're gonna be bringing in a gentleman uh, to basically be the guy they want mm-hmm. um and i'm blanking on this guy's name i have i'm i'm blanking on his name uh wyatt russell that's his name wyatt russell um who is kurt russell's son um he is gonna be playing a u.s agent uh, who they haven't really shown you a lot of in any of the trailers. We've only seen him like like a back shot of him when they're doing the whole football game. And oh, there's a band, okay. that the was guy, him. yeah, oh. you see the guy running towards yeah. the the star. And he's got like the suit that kind of looks like the Captain America suit from like Avengers One. Right, right. Yeah, that's U.S. Agent. And U.S. agent is the guy they want to have the shield. And I think what's going to ultimately wind up happening is that you also got Baron Zemo involved. I feel like Baron Zemo is going to wind up. uh, He's factoring into this in a a huge way. And I think he is going to kind of be the the, the thing that is going to be. Whereas U.S. agent, I think, is going to be kind not a villain. I think U.S. agent is going to be more of a more of a rival. More of a rival, like it's it's something or or just a, a an obstacle that's in Sam and Bucky's way to not even really securing the shield, but like stopping Zemo. Not because U.S. Agent and Zemo are in league with one another, but because the government is trying to keep Falcon from doing what he's doing, mm-hmm. and that stops him from being able to deal with Baron Zemo. Is what I kind of took it as. Um but yeah, I think I, I, I even think the parts where we see Bucky with a shield, I don't even think that I even think that was just kind of like a oh, you know, he's you know, he probably threw it and held it, or maybe Falcon threw it and he caught it on the backswing, or maybe he was trying to show him how to like make it ricochet, whatever. Um, because I remember like the first trailer we ever saw was when he threw it, it got stuck in a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think Bucky might have been trying to show him how to like 
do it the other way. But I also think that we're also going to see the, like they talk about the problematic nature of Captain America. I think we're, what we're going to wind up seeing is um, the, uh, a nod to the storyline truth uh, or a red, uh, was a red, white, ugh, red, white, and truth. I believe it was um, or red, white, and black. I always get the names mixed up. Uh, but yeah, it was a story that was basically, um, a homage, uh, not really so much homage, but like a retelling of the Tuskegee uh, syphilis experiments, mm-hmm. uh, the actual Tuskegee syphilis experiments. But instead of being about Tuskegee, it was America experimenting on black soldiers for the recreation of the super soldier serum, uh, which was given to Isaiah Bradley, which had detrimental effects to him uh, in the long run. Um, because they were they were they were trying to recreate Captain America because uh Dr. Erskine was killed when Captain America was created, so he's the only person who knew how to actually make the super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's how you get that. But I, I it, basically Falcon Falcon and the Winter Soldier are gonna be it's gonna be spinning a lot of plates. It's gonna be spinning a lot of plates, and it's probably a good thing each episode is an hour. <laughs> wait, wait, we're getting, we're getting one hour uh for each episode? Mm-hmm. There's, there's supposed to be an hour piece uh, for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, matter of fact, the next three, I think the last three WandaVision episodes are supposed to be an hour and a piece. Oh, finally. Uh, an hour piece as well. Uh, they've been kind of going the Mandalorian route, just telling as much story as they need to tell in a single episode. And if that's 20 minutes, if it's 30 minutes, if it's 40 minutes, fine. It was terrible. But, uh, it was terrible. yeah. You watch 20 I, minutes and then it's like 10 minute preview. I'm like, I'm watching 10 minutes of credits like right now. Like, can we have at least did, five more minutes to content? So, yeah, I get what you're saying. And then I know Mandalorian yeah. is the same thing. So, yeah, hour, yeah. That sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. okay. So we talked about WandaVision. We talked about uh, mm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, now, so, uh, let's talk about Spider-Man because there's been a lot of rumors mm. going on with Spider-Man 3. I've heard, <laughs> um, I did a, a stream Friday talking about Will Defoy coming to uh, Spider-Man 3, a rumor. Mm. And Goblin, might, I heard Jimmy Fox is going to be Electro. I've heard mm. Octopus is supposed to be there. I've heard mm-hmm. uh, Peter's, actually his actual brother's going to play Harry Osborn or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of different things. What are your thoughts about Spider-Man 3? <laughs> Man, it sounds like a perfect storm of a hot mess. Is, yeah, if so, the rumors are to be believed, uh, I know Tom Holland recently came out and said that there is no like, like it's really weird because I feel like the rumors are all over the place. Like there's uh, the the rumors first started with Jamie Fox, or actually it started with Andrew Garfield and yeah, uh, Toby McGuire and uh, Toby McGuire coming back, and then that kind of died down, and then we got rumors about Jamie Fox, and then Alfred, and then Alfred Molina. And, uh, and then next thing you know, it's like, oh, these are rumors. They're, they're unsubstantiated. Then Daredevil rumors popped up. Yeah, and then next thing we started getting news that Daredevil's been seen on set. Uh, uh, Charlie Cox, uh, the, the actor from the Netflix series. Uh, we, we, we then got news that, uh, from Zendaya saying, that, oh, Alfred Molina was – uh, uh, he was a joy to work with. Blah 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 blah. Whoop de woo, and it just it's it's so conflicting that honestly, I don't think anybody is going to know what this movie is until they see it. Yeah. Uh, until they see it, and and it's one of those situations where I know Marvel is very keen, even though this is technically more Sony than Marvel. But you know, uh, whenever Marvel is involved with something, they're very keen on misdirection. Uh, everybody had crackpot theories 
about what in-game was going to be like. And I can't recall many, if any of them, that were actually correct. Right, right. <laughs> because there was so much misdirection. And I kind of feel like that's what's going on here. I feel like there is a lot of misdirection. They're allowing rumors to take shape. But I feel like the that can be both a benefit and a curse. Because if you allow people to create the story in their own head, mm -hmm. then nothing that you make, unless it is just absolutely just off the the freaking charts mm -hmm. nothing you do will please that person's head cannon uh at least that's in my experience yeah, because, so like yeah because now it's like you know when an episode comes out of wandavision we have tons of people breaking down the whole episode mm -hmm. every single thing you know if when movies come out breaking down the movie dissecting mm -hmm. easter eggs spoilers <laughs> like we yep but you, you you i mean that's just we got it down pat for the most part we're like we'll, mm -hmm. analyze, we'll analyze the trailers the teasers it don't matter we'll analyze everything so right you're getting all of this these uh theories and all these stuff so we got uh, maybe that's why they're doing it to cause confusion so mm -hmm. you know we don't find mm -hmm. out but um which but, is, is smart it's smart marketing mm -hmm. yeah it's incredibly smart marketing mm -hmm. i wish more companies did it mm -hmm. <laughs> My thing is that this is like if this is a legit Spider-Man three, this is the first mm. time we're getting an actually legit good trilogy of Spider-Man for the most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, this yeah, in, in years, yeah, a decade. Yeah, actually. this is. Uh, I mean, honestly, going back, going back to the Rhymey trilogy, yeah, um, it's all right. <laughs> We were one movie away from being a good trilogy back then, though. Yeah, yeah, minus, yeah. It's, you know, it's, minus, it's, it's uh, emo uh, Tobey Maguire, but you know. Yeah, I mean... yeah. It was uh, it was one of those situations where, like, for me, man, I go back. Like, I, I actually did recently go back and watch Spider Man One again, and I remember laughing because um, I was actually showing somebody what the original designs for Green Goblin were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and then here he shows up with this Power Rangers costume uh, that I can't take seriously. Like, and the whole time I'm just like, we could have had an actual terrifying looking Green Goblin. And like, just it just broke my heart. It broke, it broke. I always tell people, if you ever have the time, Google the original Green Goblin designs, the test footage they did for an animatronic face. For the Green Goblin. I'll have to do that. The stuff of nightmares. It looks goofy because it's unfinished. Like, they literally, it was just, they were testing the animatronics to get it to work. But when you watch the video, even without sound, you can tell which lines they're reading. Mm -hmm. You can literally tell which lines they're reading. Because he's got, because the mask has the big bug eyes, the big bug eyes we associate with uh, Green Goblin. They don't have eyelids on them, so if it looks weird, that's why. Uh, but like the face, the nose, everything is moving in perfect sync. And it's just like, dude, why didn't y'all do this? This would have been way better. Way better. <laughs> so, with your opinion, what do you think? What is the best um, Peter Parker and Spider-Man that we've seen on screen so far? What do you think? Uh, so far, um, it's actually pretty fair to say, I think that Tom Holland, I think Tom Holland is the best total package. I think Tom Hall is the best total package we've seen of a of a Spider-Man on the, on the big screen because I feel like he is Peter. I feel like he is both Peter and I feel like he's both Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man too uh as well. But I felt like when the with the Rhyme movies, I felt like 
Toby Maguire was a good Peter Parker. Yeah, he was a good Peter Parker. Yeah, I thought he was a good Peter Parker, but I thought Andrew Garfield was a better Spider Man, just because you know your Spider Man's supposed to be quippy. He 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 bullies his enemies is what he does. He bullies them, and I felt like that was the part of the Amazing Spider Man you know movies that I thought they got right. I was like, Spider Man should be talking cash money you just trash talk to him the whole time. He should be just talking just straight up garbage to him, you know, getting them in their feelings, like throwing them off their game. That's what Spider-Man does. It's how he beats 90% of his enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, and I felt like that was present there, but I didn't feel like Andrew Garfield was a very good uh, Peter Parker, but not for the reasons most people usually think. Uh, I just think he was just, he had, he wasn't, he was too. He was more Ultimate Spider-Man, like he was more like the Peter Parker from Ultimate Spider-Man than he was like the 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 Peter Parker from Earth Six One Six. It's kind of how I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like a more modernized take on what Spider-Man would be if he were created like right then. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Tom Holland, a hundred percent, total package, straight up and down. Yeah, I, I would agree on that. He's he's been doing a really good job with that, and of course mm-hmm. we're getting a younger Peter Parker as well compared to the other Peter Parkers. So yes, it's a whole different flavor um, that people mm-hmm. um, can definitely um, you know get that nice uh, image of and uh, influence from. Uh, so of course we know the deal that they did with Marvel and uh, Fox, you know, right? All the mm-hmm. uh, a lot of fa- Final uh, Fantastic Four, Doom, uh, the X Men stuff. I know you because originally I've seen some of your old videos. You talk a lot about Wolverine. Like, you, some of your biggest videos are talking about Wolverine. No, Wolverine. What are your thoughts about what they could do with the MCU, adding Wolverine to Marvel and Disney? And what do you think about X Men (laughs) back with what we got, you know, with Phoenix? Yeah. What do you think they could do with X Men, Doom? Because I've heard Doom is coming to the MCU. I heard about that. I've heard Mm -hmm. Wolverine was coming. Um, I don't know who else from Fox, but what are your thoughts on that? The whole them just. doing everything like that i feel like if you're gonna do it mm-hmm. don't retread anything we've already seen so um stay away from days of future past uh stay away from dark phoenix uh i don't need it i've seen it twice and uh and it was done mediocrely both times uh i don't even think dark phoenix is that great of a story arc uh to begin with uh it's a good storyline but it's not like oh my god this is the most epic thing i've ever like if you've never read comics before and you read the dark phoenix i'd be like okay i get it but i've read better comics since then and even before then um i would say read inferno instead and then come back and tell me how much you love dark phoenix uh (laughs) but uh it's it's one of those scenarios where I would like to see Wolverine, definitely. Uh, I think Wolverine definitely has to happen uh, for this to really be successful. I would like... Um, don't downplay Cyclops. Mm, yeah, because... Because uh, that, that's, a, that's a trope. That's a trope in X-Men stuff. <laughs> Is uh making Cyclops the the wet blanket uh whipping boy yeah uh, a, of sip. the of the group he was sipping mm-hmm. hard he was sipping mm-hmm. hard <laughs> yeah. oh yeah well you can tell like and I, and actually I blame the '90s cartoon mm-hmm. I blame the '90s cartoon for a lot of people's perception of Cyclops 
because he was played up to be the goody two shoes, the boy scout, which, you know, he is kind of a boy scout, but he's not a goody two shoes uh, at all. Uh, he's not like a wet blanket. Uh, I always joke with people that, you know, Cyclops and Storm are both leaders of the X-Men back in the 90s. And the only difference between what an order that Storm would give and an order that Cyclops would give is that the difference would be people like Storm a lot more than they like Cyclops. Because they had the exact... Storm and Cyclops had literally almost the exact same leadership uh, uh, qualities and the exact same uh, directives that they would give. Uh, just the difference was which character people liked more. And yeah, that's fine. But it just yeah, I I I, I never appreciated the Cyclops slander uh, <laughs> from from the movies and the cartoons. Uh, they they paint a very ugly picture of what Cyclops is actually like in the comics <laughs> uh, by comparison. And even the actor, I mean, it's mm -hmm. like it's hard to see him in movies and like, oh wait, that's the same Cyclops. Like that's that's yeah, the, that's Simclops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, uh, people in the chat, be sure once again to like the video, subscribe to Ernie, aka the Blurred Without Fear, aka Magnegro. Um, be sure to check him out. Uh, link tree and channel. Uh, please, mods, be sure to post that in the chat. Subscribe. Check out his channel. He does a lot of comic book content, blurred content, pop culture. Uh, so please be sure to do that. So we've talked a lot about Marvel. Let's go to DC now. So mm -hmm. the uh, Zack Snyder trailer came out today, and <laughs> yeah, uh, I just saw it. I mean, I, it was hard for me not to click it. I'm like, I'll just click it. Yeah, they've been hype, they've been talking about this Snyder cut forever. I'm like, fine, I saw it. Um, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not like. Oh my god, I have to see this right now. Like like honestly, it could like if not if I did not run a YouTube channel where like it would probably be imperative for me to talk about it. Right. right. On my channel at some point. Right. I probably would like sit on it for like a month or two. Yeah. Um, before I, and then like when I'm bored be like, "All right, I guess I'll watch I, I I've uh I've already rewatched Insecure four times uh i'll just i guess i can watch i guess i can watch the snyder cut see what they're talking about yeah, <laughs> basically we're getting like uh, getting like an hour of extra content sprinkled throughout mm -hmm. the movie that's what this seems to be the trailer yeah we have joker which yes he looks different why i don't know um <laughs> and I, I had the feeling that i'm like you guys you're trying to base it off phoenix joker uh, he had longer hair. Let me take off these tattoos that he had in the original Suicide Squad, mm -hmm. which to me was a, a bit over the top. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to have Joker also in the new Suicide Squad. They tried to say, mm -hmm. oh, well, it's, a, it's not a sequel. It's a it's a hybrid and a sequel. I'm like, well, what is it? Like, don't, 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 <laughs> don't confuse us. Make up your mind. They, they don't what is to. it? They don't want to. <laughs> in the article, they're like, oh, well, you know, we have the same actors, which they do, and they have a bigger cast of Suicide Squad. Oh, but it's not really. Like, this, this tells what it is. Like, we're going to find out anyway. Yeah. We're going to find out anyway. Well, and a lot of this, a lot of the new footage, and I, um, I know a lot of people aren't going to understand this, but if you remember Batman v Superman, 
a lot of this new footage is pro like so when people say oh joe uh jerry leto came back for the joker and, and he's gonna be in the movie it's like he's gonna be in the movie for like maybe less than a minute <laughs> like like i would and i'm being generous when i say he'll be in the movie for less than a minute i'm being very generous here mm -hmm. Uh, uh, a lot of the other characters that people are talking about, oh, they're gonna like they're giving Cyborg his screen time back. That's cool. But here's the thing: if the rest of the movie is garbage, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that you gave Cyborg his football uh, uh, game scene. If the rest of the movie is doo doo water, right. I'm sorry. I just I, I I can't. I just I'm so. And then also, and and you you got you still got. The, the 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 flash over here who's the fastest man alive to choke a woman in the middle of the of uh of the street i don't care like I, you got uh uh what was it uh mira in the movie who who probably fresh off from beating the snot out of johnny depp i don't care like i is it's one of those things like there's so many factors in this <laughs> in this movie, some of which have to do with the movie, some of which don't. And I'm just like, there's too much controversy surrounding this this movie. I just I can't be bothered. Yeah, I just can't be bothered. <laughs> it, it, it kind of sounds like a Justice League, the definitive edition, like what they do with video games. Yeah, like, this is mm -hmm. the new edition, like new extra content DLC. Like it's like Justice League DLC, basically. Like we're getting a DLC. Pack. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that no, that's that's a hundred percent what it is. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what it is. Yeah, and it's like I said this before. It, what's going to be added to this original film that's going to make it any better than what it was before? Like that's the whole thing. It, like who's no. uh, are we going to review this and like, oh well now it's a ten now now because because we got an extra hour. I'm like no, like I mean so then we were getting DLC for movies now. Like this is the future. Like, like okay, right. Well, I mean as. <laughs> Man, Justice League in and of itself, which I'm gonna I'll be the first one to admit. The movie to me, honestly, is largely outside of Henry Cavill's weird lip <laughs> and how awful Steppenwolf looks. Yeah. <laughs> the movie is largely inoffensive to me. Yeah. Like I don't hate Justice League as much as most people, but it's one of those movies that the more I've watched it, the less I like it. And the more, like, it's kind of one of those, like, it, and as I was watching the movie, the less I liked it. Like, like, it was like, I started out like, okay, this is okay. And then it's like, okay, by the time you get to the, the movie, I'm like, I, you know, it, it's, it's okay, I guess. I don't know. But it, I don't feel like, okay, they, they showed us clips of what was it, um, uh, dark side and uh, uh, was it Granny Goodness? And I'm just like, are they gonna play a major role in this? Because otherwise, what's the point? Right. Like, like, it, are you setting? Because Warner Brothers has already come out and said they're not doing any more DCEU movies set in the Snyderverse. So it's not like we're gonna. It's not like we're gonna get any follow up on this, right? So, like, why are you wasting my time telling me that, oh, by the way, um, uh, uh, we got Martian Manhunter in the movie. I don't care because it's not going to mean anything. You just did it. Just you literally, you know, what it is the, the Snyder cut to me is the movie equivalent of J.K. Rowling trying to 
back backdoor retcon stuff into being in existence in Harry Potter like well and after the fact that she wrote it. Mm. Like it was like I remember like the whole controversy where she said, "Oh, by the way, yeah, Dumbledore's gay." There has been no inclination whatsoever <laughs> those books that Dumbledore was gay, which if he if he's gay, fine. I don't care. Right. It's not my problem. I mean, hell, he can do what he wants. I say, you right. know, do you boo? I'm cool with it. But at the same time, it's like you did that because it was Pride Month and you were trying to get them book sales to go up. You didn't do it because you actually meant it. Right. And that's kind of how I feel like it is with the Snyder Cut. It's like, oh, well, guess what? Um, we know it's Black History Month, y'all. Hey, guess what? Remember that random black dude that was in Man of Steel and uh and, and BBS? That was Martian Manhunter, baby. It's like, no, nah, Zach, sit down. <laughs> sit down. Stop it. Stop. Cut cut it out. It's like, dude, no one cares. I'm sorry. Any if, if anyone does actually care, I I I don't have a hat on right now, but if I did, I would tip it to you. But I just I can't be bothered with, with Zach in, in his in his terrible, terrible, terrible movies. How many passes are we going to give this guy? I get it. I feel so bad for the guy. No one should have to experience their their child committing suicide. Uh, I hate it for him. Mm. But at the same time, while I feel bad for him and his family, I also feel bad for me for having to watch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel bad for me for having it inflicted upon me. Uh, but it just I, I get it. He wants to finish his vision, and I think he should have a fair chance to do that. But I feel like this man spent a, a whole other movie's budget on a dark side who has literally the worst anatomical layout I've ever seen on a CGI character before. Like it's like his his stomach is like the longest part of his body. Like, what the hell? Yeah, um, the thing about DC is, is that they have great animated movies. Like they're they're when it comes to animated films, they're pretty much quality for the most part. A few little mm-hmm. little not so good ones, but for the most part, very mm-hmm. decent quality movies. When it comes to live action, yeah. they're just all over the fucking place. Like it's just not. It's just you don't know where they're going. Let's talk about one uh, Lasso 1984. That's what I call it. I call it Lasso. Lasso. <laughs> right. I wonder what the hell happened to 1984. Lord, right. yeah. Let's talk about that. What were your thoughts on, <laughs> on uh, Lasso 1984? What was your thoughts? Oh, I did not enjoy <laughs> my time with it. Yeah, man. Like, and, and I would have I preface everything I say with, I live in a household that is a, a pro-Wonder Woman household. My wife's Yikes. favorite superhero Yikes. is Wonder Woman. Do you know how hard it was for her to tell me that she did not like that movie? Mm. It killed her. Mm. Killed her. Because she loves Wonder Woman. She loved the first Wonder Woman. She thought it was great. And she was like, this one, she was like, she was like, it was too long. So she was, she said it was too long, and it was just, it was just all over the place. Exactly. And 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 she was like, you know, uh, uh, and then all the other stuff that like I was criticized. Like she was right there with her. She was like, yeah, she's the CG, and it was just. She was like, Cheetah looked awful, oh. and I was like, yeah, she did. Looked like cats. Right. Yeah, it did look like cats. Looked like cats. It's a cat sequel. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, cat cats nineteen eighty four. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> so this is the thing about lasso, and I call it lasso 90, 1984 because it because think about the timeline based on the timeline, right? Let me correct me if I'm wrong. They said this was before. Was it before Batman v Superman and Justice League, or was it mm-hmm. after? Yes, right. This is yeah. This is all everything that's happening in this movie is prior. It's right. all prior. Right. So these. Batman v Superman Justice League, she used her sword, shield, and lasso. She did not mm-hmm. know how to fly in those movies. She didn't have mm-hmm. a visible jet in those movies. For some weird reason, in this movie, she's using her lasso to do Spider-Man tricks and just like, I mean, like, where's her sword and shield? Where, where was this in Justice League? Where's her invisible, <laughs> where's her invisible jet? Where's She can fly now? Like, why did she fly when she was with Superman and Batman fighting crime? Oh, I just forgot to fly. Like, like it doesn't make sense. Like the timeline, it's like no. I was ranting during my review. It was terrible. Like this makes no. I'm not even a comic book guy, and I'm I'm frustrated. This is stupid. Well, it's it's it, here's my biggest problem with the movie. So you're sitting here going to tell me that uh, Barbara Ann Minerva, who is uh, alter ego the cheetah, played by Kristen Wiig. She's an undesirable woman. She's uh she's nerdy. Nobody wants her. They, they, they don't want to go out on dates with her. Right. Um and she makes a wish on this wishing stone. And suddenly she's hot. But what changed? She literally took her glasses off and that ugly ass brown skirt. To reveal, she actually was wearing a sweater, a sweater dress, a sweater skirt underneath. I was like, "Lord, get me out of here!" I was like, "I am so sick and tired of Hollywood thinking that oh, just put some glasses on her. That'll make her look. That'll make her look nerdy. Nobody's gonna want to have sex with her. Nobody's gonna have sex with her. Uh, yeah, yeah. Put put the glasses. I was like, first off, let's be fair. It's Kristen Wiig." She can get it. She can get it. Yeah, right. she 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 is she is not an unattractive woman. Right. Um, uh, you, you did this with Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. You did this with uh, uh, uh Poison Ivy in uh, Batman and Robin. You did this with uh, you know, you did this with Catwoman in uh, Batman Returns. And it's like in every case, I'm looking at these women going, they're not undesirable. Why are y'all trying to make it seem like just because they're wearing glasses and like their hair's not brushed completely correctly that suddenly like yeah oh no can't mess with her man can't mess with her. I, like i hate that it's like a, it's that was like the whole trope of uh of this of this whole movie is that uh yeah cheetah she just yeah she's just not hot and um the only way she can get hot is to be evil right and <laughs> it's like yeah. okay all right and then he had the uh, the origin in the beginning of the film, the flashback, which shows us, oh, she can web swing now. Like she, she's a she's a little kid Spider Man. And then, oh, now you're gonna show us how they 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 fight in the end battle. Oh, let's web swing and battle each other. I'm like, and then, oh, I'm gonna drown in water. I'm defeated. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's great. I- and then she's wearing her uh, her uh, Saint oh, Seiya, yeah. her, her Saint Seiya <laughs> golden armor. And then it's like useless. Okay, yeah. It's, well, the the thing is too for me is uh, the ending 
the whole thing, like, uh, you know, when, when Wonder Woman's giving the speech, I actually thought they were going to redeem the whole thing because, um, yeah, she's giving the speech. She's, yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen Wonder Woman give those kind of speeches in the comics more like there's a saying, there's a saying that, that that's in the, in the DC comics, mm-hmm. uh, fandom that if you are a criminal, if anyone in the Trinity is going to come after you, you better hope it's Batman or Superman. Because Wonder Woman out here killing. Mm. Wonder Woman will Wonder Woman will literally shank you. Uh, so like I was thinking like oh she's she's mustering up the 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 willpower to break Maxwell Lord's neck, and then I was like oh no she's just doing a Care Bear stare. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. All right, cut this. Oh, and then Maxwell Lord, which I will go ahead and say right now, best part of the whole movie. Uh, he was the best part of the movie. I, like, I don't know if it's because he had been under that helmet <laughs> for two for two seasons, but he came. He took that damn Mandalorian helmet off, and he was acting his ass off. This man was out here acting a whole fool, and I loved it. I was here for every part of it because, like, he literally became meme worthy within five minutes. Dude, Max Lord was, he was on point. Like, that's what I was saying in my mm-hmm. review. He was the best part of the film. Like, he was great. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised to hear people didn't like him. Like, yo, this guy's great. Like, without, without He's him, great. It's, it's a bad movie. It's, well, it's, a, it's still a bad movie. Yeah, but, it's a worse movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a worse movie. But without. with him, I actually, I, I, I liked him. Like, it was great. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah, he was all, the only thing about Maxwell Lord I didn't like, I didn't like his ending. Yeah. I didn't like his innings. I was like, dude, you did all this awful stuff, and now you're just going to saunter off into the sunset with your kid? Yeah. I was like, nah, fired. <laughs> fired. Now I'm with, like, and, and you know what? I was like, I used to be one of those guys. I used to sing the praises of, of Patty Jenkins, and now I am now sitting here going, no. 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 Now I'm worried for Rogue Squadron. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 I remember pre-watching the movie, I was like, oh, dude, she's going to be directing Rogue Squadron? All right, let's go. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, then I see this and I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. They already confirmed the Wonder Woman 3, too. It's already confirmed. Yeah, they're supposed to be be fast-tracking it. And here's the thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) This actually... This actually... Okay, so the movie was already like uh, just a straight up just fuck you movie, uh, but the, it, the 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 stinger the stinger at the end uh, where yeah they they show um, the it's supposed to be Asteria that that's walking you know in the um, in the streets and you know some somebody you know, bumps into her or whatever and she turns around and uh, and it's Linda Carter and Linda Carter is just mugging at the damn camera. I was like, Lord, uh, uh-uh. y'all better not drag Linda Carter into the wonder woman three. Y'all better leave her at home. Let her stay where she is at. I don't need to see her no more. Wonder woman. I can go back on HBO max and watch all the old episodes. Of Linda Carter's wonder woman. I do not need to see her back out here in that damn suit. Y'all need to quit. Right. Stop it. Stop it. Like, because because I got excited. Maybe I hoped against hope. But like I was thinking like, oh, man, are they going to... I was like, because I, I got excited. Because I was like, you know, Nubia's cachet is rising. I was like, oh, man, are they going to introduce Nubia? Ooh, I wonder if this is going to be Nubia. And then I saw the hair, and I was like, Lord, uh-uh. <laughs> I 
I was like, get me out of here. I was like, cut the cut this shit off. But yeah, I just it just it was bad. It's not. I know a lot of people always talk about the whole uh the 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 rape uh thing, which mm-hmm. yeah, that's a whole other story altogether. I have issues with that as well, but not for the same reasons everybody else does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like my my only beef is like you know what? I don't really feel bad for the guy getting to like you know, get get piped out by Wonder Woman because I mean hey. It's Wonder Woman. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be mad about it. I'd only be mad that I didn't remember it. But <laughs> but my thing was, is like, that dude never would have got his body back had Wonder Woman not been losing her powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that dude never would have got his body back. If, he, if Wonder Woman wasn't about to die, that dude would still be Steve Trevor today. We would be seeing that dude's body walking around in Justice League. Right now, in, in the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, it was, like I said, man, it was just cringy. Like, the, he's like, oh, th- this is how you fly. Like, oh, I remember. He was a really good pilot. And now, for some reason, now I can fly now. Like, I always did this technique back in the day. But I was, wasn't doing it for some reason. I'm like, what? My broken heart has now taught me. Get, yeah. No, uh, so, the, yeah, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's, let's stop. Because, yeah, I just. Oh, Wonder Woman. That's why I still. I call it Lasso 1984 for a reason. It'll still stay to be that, you know, right. No, yeah, no, that's all it is. So, that's all it is. Let's talk about. Um, and be sh- before we get into that, be sure to like the video, subscribe, share the content. Um, please, mods, put Ernie's links in the chat once again. We're going to spam the, the hell out of that. In the, in the chat, please do so. Uh, check out his channel, Consistent Comic Books. Uh, we got uh, all types of Marvel DC content all for you. Very consistent podcast. Uh, he's doing his thing uh, for a long time coming. So definitely check it out. <laughs> so more DC talk. So mm-hmm. the Batman trailer. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, we okay. had a... Who was it? Rob, what's his name? Robert something? Patterson? Oh, Rob Pat- yeah, Robert Pattinson. He, yeah. yeah, he was in Tenet. I saw that. And then mm-hmm. he was in, you know, Twilight and the Glitter, glitter mm-hmm. Vampires. What do you? What's your thought on the Batman trailer? And can this Batman do anything different that the the uh, Chris and Nolan trilogy can't didn't do? Um, yes, I think they can. I think they can. I think they can. Um, and and I don't know if they're going to do this or not, but I would hope that, and this is based on what I've seen, mm-hmm. I feel like they are trying to go for a, because this is supposed to be Batman in his second year. Right. Uh, his He's only been operating, this is literally, he's starting his second year of operation in Gotham City. So um, everything's a little more low tech than what it is probably for him later down the road. I kind of feel like they're going for that Dark Knight vibe, just in the sense that it seems like the characters that they're using are more are characters that could actually be real. Yeah, like yeah, which is kind of what the Dark Knight trilogy went for. They went for characters that could actually exist in a real world. That was Christopher Nolan's whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I kind of hope that they don't lean into that because I think that's kind of the allure of Batman is the weird villains that do exist in his orbit, but. Uh, I feel like Robert Pattinson. Um, I feel like Robert Pattinson actually can give a good uh, depiction of Batman because he's already played the character. Uh, you know, whether some may realize or not, when he was in Twilight, he was doing the same thing Batman does. Hmm. 
stares at people, hides in the dark, <laughs> sits in quarters, but with glitter, suddenly yeah. disappears. Yeah, but just with glitter. He he uh he would disappear uh out of nowhere when you were talking to him and uh and, and sometimes he would sit there and try and tell you that uh you know to, to leave him alone and then he'd come back and find you later. Uh but uh it just it, it was one of those things. He was basically Batman in training, uh uh right there. But uh he's a good actor. Um, uh, he's actually he's done some really awesome movies. He was good. In uh, was yeah, movie. yeah, like uh, even like uh, Tenant, and even like there's there's a lot of stuff he's done even you know before that, like just in the time since, like because I the, the thing I always told people is that uh uh the the same way that we feel about those Twilight movies, mm-hmm. he feels the exact same way, and he was there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he got paid for. Him. He got paid for he got him, and he bag. hates him just as he, he, he actually hates him more than we do. He definitely got the glitter bag. He definitely got that glitter money bag. <laughs> yeah, he got yeah. So, but it, it's one of those situations where like he's tried so hard to distance himself from him by taking on like incredibly serious acting roles, and this is really like the first uh, acting role that he's taken mm-hmm. of this caliber uh, since Twilight. Like, you know, some people might remember him as you know, Cedric Diggory from Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, but yep. you know, a lot of people, you know, they know him for Twilight, and it's the it's that that situation where it's like you know, this is like like this is actually something that he kind of swore he would never do. Like he said, like he's like, yeah, I'm not doing stuff like this ever again. He's like, I'm only doing serious movies, mm-hmm. and this is kind of one of the situation where he's like, yeah, they brought him something that he felt was good enough that he could pull this off. And I feel like he's going to bring a pathos to Batman that we don't commonly see. Like, cause one of my biggest issues with the dark Knight trilogy was Batman kept not wanting to be Batman. Mm. Uh, like by the second movie, Batman was ready to give up the Caden cow, <laughs> uh, to, uh, you know, for his childhood sweetheart. Um, and it just man? like, you're yeah he, he was he was too quick he was too quick he was like wait a minute well wait the first movie batman begins you're like you're like wait i gotta protect the city second movie you're like nah i gotta get that booty yeah i'm in love like, yeah. <laughs> that's what he was like and third about the third movie was like i can't get no booty so i don't want to be batman <laughs> it's like well what are you doing what are you doing and- like what about the city what about the mission right. what was the mission <laughs> so in the new batman I think mm. Riddler's going to be there. Riddler, right? Yeah, we, we Riddler, uh, which is uh, Paul Dano, uh, was playing the uh, the Riddler. Mm-hmm. A, a very interesting take on the Riddler, too, might I add. Mm-hmm. And Penguin. We have Penguin. Uh-huh. You got uh, Colin Farrell, who does not look like Colin Farrell at all. <laughs> oh, did, did, they, did they have an image of him? I didn't look at it. Yeah, uh, he actually shows up in the trailer. He's um, I gotta rewatch. He's the he has the he's the guy that's got the big. He he looks like he he always looks like he's wet. He always looks like he he looks like he's wet, and he's the guy that's in the car, like he's being chased or something like that. He's driving a car. He makes some kind of offhand comment about you know trying to get away or something like that. But that is Colin Farrell. Uh, but in in and he's got like the the heavy jowls and like the big thick nose and. Uh, it just yeah, it's yeah, it's wild. But he's playing the penguin, um, and we got Catwoman in there. Yeah, got yeah. Was it uh, Zoe Kravitz? Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. So they 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 went that route. Um, I don't think there's any other. Yeah, I didn't 
hear anything else. Any other any other villains of of, of note that are going to be in it? But it's uh the 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 Paul the, the Riddler thing with Paul Dano is when I find the most interesting, just because like the Riddler's not wearing a mask so much as he's wearing a bunch of duct tape. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just like okay, yeah, like how. All right. <laughs> How's that gonna work? I guess. Yeah, like I, I, I feel like they're going for um a middle ground with him, whereas like uh you know like if you play like the Batman Arkham games, yes. uh Riddler was uh he was kind of like a jigsaw style character <laughs> more than anything else. Like he was he was basically like he was operating under pretenses of the Saw movies. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like they they took a nod from that, but like minus the traps, mm -hmm. <laughs> like like he's more sinister mm -hmm. uh, than than what we might be accustomed. He he's not Jim Carrey. He's not Frank Gorshin. He's not going to be mugging at the camera and spinning, twirling a cane, or maybe he will twirl a cane. I don't know, but uh, but he's not going to be walking around in the the question mark onesie. Yeah, yeah, he's not. <laughs> but, I mean. Batman and Robin was pretty classic, though. Uh, Batman Forever. Mm. Batman Forever was classic. Yeah. It was classic. Yeah. Um, very, yeah. a lot of funny one-liners. Then you got Batman and Robin and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Tons of one-liners. Like, uh, ice uh, puns out the wazoo, dude. Yeah, unlimited uh, ice jokes. Like, just, it, was, it was funny. Chill. Yeah, always winterize oh, your pipes and all that. Like, it's just, oh, my God. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Age. <laughs> like, Lord. I was like, oh, my God. Why? <laughs> so, Why? Who? So, oh, my God. Why? <laughs> Batman had a credit card. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, and the limit was uh, forever. The expiration day was forever. I, I remember that. Right. That was awesome. Uh, and then the ice skates. Yeah, the ice skates. They had there, the out, uh, out of nowhere. Just cause. Why not? Why not have ice skates? <laughs> they they funny, they somehow knew to prepare ice skates in their boots for uh, Mister uh, Mister Freeze, right? <laughs> A villain they never faced before. <laughs> so what do you think about because i know there's a flash movie coming i've heard some mm. stuff about that little little stuff about that and oh, i want your thoughts man. i want your thoughts on the joker film so i want your thoughts on joker joker okay uh flash first um i don't think it's gonna happen yeah, <laughs> i don't think that movie's gonna happen i don't think it's gonna happen at all uh i mean i've heard that they're i mean i guess i don't know unless they are currently filming it i don't think it's gonna happen uh, because that movie has been surrounded by too much production hell. Uh, too much uh, has been going on behind the scenes. And honestly, I don't think Ezra Miller should be the Flash anymore. Um, you know, uh, just based on his uh, his behavior outside of the uh, outside of the movies. Um, but uh, you go to uh, the now, as far as like the Joker goes. Uh, Joker's movie I could watch that I watched, and I will probably never watch it again. Uh, not because I thought it was bad, but just because it was just it was one of those things. I was like, all right, this was cute. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was nice to see um someone actually try to uh put some depth uh behind the Joker. But honestly, I felt like the movie made a mistake of trying to make him likable. Oh, uh, which I don't like. It's a, it's a problem we have with today's 
crop of villains. Like, you know, usually used to be we say, oh, I really like the villain in that movie because the villains are usually compelling and they're entertaining. Mm -hmm. But, like, when you try and make me feel sympathy for a villain, that's one of those areas where it depends on the villain. Like, if the villain is actually truly sympathetic, mm -hmm. like, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Killmong Killmonger in Black Panther is sympathetic mm -hmm. because his upbringing is not something that uh that audiences can't identify with uh yeah he yeah, he lost his dad at a young age and it painted him for the rest of his life because you know his dad uh was kind of i mean you know for what we were shown in the movie was kind of a militant mm -hmm. and it kind of bled down to him and it kind of went from there and we see what he grows up into once he's older. Now, in the case of Joker, they say, oh, yeah, he's a guy who has this condition. You know, he just uncontrollably laughs. And uh, even when he doesn't want to. And that is kind of a take on uh, 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 a, a actual Batman story from the comics where, uh, you know, the Joker is uh, where it pains him to laugh. Um, uh, yeah, but at the same time, I was just kind of like, I was like, you made this dude a whole ass creeper. Um, and he's, yeah, he just, he's a, he's a psychopath. And I was like, I'm sorry. I like, I hated how they kind of play with the idea. Oh, let's make you like him. Let's make you feel sympathy for him. And then at the end of it, just like, all right, no, nah, he's just weird. He's a weird dude. <laughs> he's actually really dangerous. And yeah, maybe you probably shouldn't like him. And it's like, well, why'd you make me like him in the first place? Like, why are you trying to make me like him in the first place? I know the Joker's a psychopath. People who don't read comics know the Joker is a psychopath. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, just I, I don't, I, I, I don't like it when, when movie studios try to make villains who are irredeemable sympathetic. It's like Joker's not sympathetic. He shouldn't be redeemable. That's, That's the point. <laughs> That's an interesting point. So. What do you think? Do you think they they did that because well, this is a film based on a villain. Is that why they maybe they tried to make him likable? Because I think we don't have yeah. of, we don't have, we don't have a lot of villain villain films really. You know. Mm -mm. Well, I think what it was, I think that was all Martin Scorsese because you know Martin Scorsese has his opinions about superhero movies. He thinks that they are terrible and not good and bad for Hollywood, and he thinks that um, they don't tell compelling narratives and the thing is i feel like martin, Cor martin scorsese could have just made any other movie he wanted to it didn't even have to be a joker movie mm. but i think he just wanted to try and be like well my superhero movie is the best one or, or or my comic book movie is the best one whatever or i don't know i just when it was all done when the movie came to its conclusion mm. i literally sat there and was just like all right well time to find something else to watch <laughs> like i wasn't i didn't i didn't sit there and go hmm that was really compelling wow i really like I, I was like i honestly i don't remember a whole uh heap of a lot about the movie outside of the the creepy parts that stuck out with uh him and uh zazie beats and uh um and then you know some of the parts where he was getting his ass kicked on the subway train or uh uh and he couldn't stop laughing. Like, I mean, when he was, once he became the Joker, I was like, okay, cool, that's nice. But it's like, you're not my Joker. You're just a Joker. 
you know, you're not going to be any movies down the road. You're not going to be in the next Batman uh film you're not going to be in justice league you're not going to be in suicide squad so why do i care you know so okay how about this what was because this is interesting because you know usually you hear when you hear joke everyone's like oh it's hype it's hype it's hype so you're the first one that i've actually heard it's like oh, well, you actually got some reasoning to why you know you, you have your opinion mm. so what do you think is the best joker jared leto uh phoenix or uh Dark Knight, uh, Heath Ledger. What one do you think? Or the old school Joker? I forgot his name. The old school one. The one that had oh, to, like, like Cesar Romero, or uh, one that had like to, like old. Yeah, he had to like paint his mustache white. Mustache, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Cesar Romero. <laughs> um, honestly, the best Joker I've seen on screen is gonna be. It, I mean, I have to give the Heath Ledger because he actually found a way to make the Joker, um, unpredictable. Which is something that we see in the comics, but we don't see in the movies. The Joker in the movies has, for the most part, been a very predictable character. Oh, like, you know he's gonna, and, yeah, you know he's gonna kill and, uh, somebody. Jack you know Nicholson. he's gonna take somebody out. I forgot, forgot about yeah, Nicholson. yeah, Jack. Like I love Jack Nicholson. I love Jack Nicholson's portrayal of the Joker, but it's like he's gangster Joker, which I actually like gangster Joker. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have always thought it was an, an interesting take on the character, but I felt like Heath Ledger was better because he was unpredictable. You didn't know what he was gonna do. Like, you know, uh, like I like the pencil scene in the Dark Knight did not see that coming. Did not see that coming on when he was sitting there messing with the pencil. I thought he was just going to take the pencil and just stab it in the guy's eye. When he actually ran, when the dude rambled, he like he twisted the motherfucker around, put him in the headlock and then bam, slammed his head down and made the pencil literally disappear because it went in the dude's cranium. I was like. That dude, I was like, that's my Joker right there. That's what Joker does. Mm -hmm. uh, when Joker didn't even really have, uh, like when Joker didn't care what happened to him, because either way, he won. Like, I was like, that's Joker. That's how you do, that is the Joker. This this other stuff, that's cool, but this is Joker. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't you say that Heath Ledger was likable? He was likable in that film. <laughs> He was likable because you you liked him as a villain. Yeah. But at the same time, he wasn't a redeemable character because he had no origin. He had no background. He was an unreliable narrator of his own origin. But we thought he was cool because he actually, I mean, he had a charisma. Like, he had the type of charisma that Joker should have. Now... It's one of those situations where he's likable, yes, but you also recognize you shouldn't be happy to see him. Mm. Like, you know, people would, I think the people, wasn't nobody trying to go to Chicago to stand in the middle of the street where he almost got run over by the bat pod? Mm. <laughs> Whereas folks were, were flocking to one of the most dangerous set of stairways. <laughs> <laughs> and not dangerous because it's a bad neighborhood, but just dangerous because how steep it is and it's usually iced over uh, <laughs> uh, in New York to uh, to do that you know, stupid Joker dance, which was like the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, I was just like, dude, I was like, this is like, what? like even before I saw the movie, even after I saw the movie, I was like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I, I, I don't. I was like, maybe, maybe it's because I'm grown. Maybe, maybe because I'm too grown. I'm 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 old and crotchety. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. But yeah, I just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Could not do it.
So speaking about Batman, um, Arkham Knights comes out this year. Apparently, from w, uh, WB Montreal, the guy who did Arkham Origins. Um, mm-hmm. We mentioned Arkham before. Arkham series is a very good series. Arkham Knight, uh, Arkham City, Arkham Asylum. What do you think? Because I've I'm he- I've heard some. What do you think about the game so far? Based on the gameplay they've seen, you think it's going to come out this year, or what do you think? Because <laughs> I'm not I'm sure. Not, yeah. Based on like I'm, how it's looking. I heard, yeah, I don't. I hope it's not like Destiny or something like you know mm. weird like that. It's not going to be that way. Um, I think the problem that people are going to have though is that a lot of people are going to go into this game thinking it's a four-player co-op game, and it's not. Mm. It's a two-player co-op. Uh, even though there are four characters, <laughs> right. uh, a lot of people went into it thinking it was going to be that, and it is going to be a narrative-driven story. Uh, or narrative-driven game. But my problem with it is is that when I saw the first uh, footage of the gameplay, I was not impressed. Mm. Uh, because there were all kinds of glitches and, and, and hiccups in the uh, in the animations and the actions. Uh, now, granted, it's a... I think the, the build of the game is because you know, the build of the game is you know not 100% stable because they're still developing it. That's a thing. Um, but my beef with it is just the fact that Okay, well, now you're gonna bring Talon into the to the the Arkham Knight games, but okay, but, but no Batman. All right, whatever. Um, you're gonna bring in uh uh you know Red Hood and have him you know, out here you know, clapping folks. Uh, okay, that's cool. I mean, I I want to play as him. That that that's great. Uh, you know, you're gonna have Nightwing, and you got Tim Drake teleporting everywhere like he's Nightcrawler. Okay, whatever. Um, you got Batgirl. That's all well and good. That's 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 cute. But my issue with the game itself is, what are you gonna give me that I haven't already gotten before? Because outside of the co-op gameplay, I see nothing in this game that I'm just like. I gotta play this, right? Um, like I gotta play this, right? The the original Arkham series delivered so much. It's just like if it's just co op, you're gonna give us like that's really not much. You gotta give us something else that you know all those other games didn't give us. So right, what is it? And, and I'll be the first one to say like um, uh, for for all of the the misfirings and the missteps um, uh, with with uh, with Marvel's Avengers. I I have an infinite amount of time uh, uh, amount of fun time playing it uh, with my friends because I can do all the very same things they're showing me in that trailer, but I can do this with characters that I give more of a shit about. <laughs> I, I like even, I mean, I couldn't even play Avengers. I tried for like a minute. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. This is it? Like mm-hmm. I'm good. I would rather mm-hmm. play Final Fantasy or some RPG or something like a JRPG. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me Persona mm-hmm. Five. I'll play that over that. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, those are apples and oranges, though. Those are apples and oranges, because uh, like this is I mean, Avengers isn't even really an RPG. Like it's a, it's a, it's a four player co op beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't, comp- I wouldn't compare. I would never dare compare the two. But, uh, but I do love Persona Five. Yes, <laughs> it was extremely good. So, mm. uh, what would you say is your focus on the channel? Yeah, I said your comic books, but mm. I want to get yeah. your answer. Like, what's your focus and what's your theme? Like, what do you, what's your theme on your channel? Because I think every channel usually mm. has some type of theme. Um, but what uh, would you say that is? The, okay, so the focus probably... Uh, <laughs> the focus right now, as of late, has been 
Uh, it's been a mix of you know, taking the current crop of um, of uh, X-Men related storylines and trying to show people how they connect to things that we've seen before, uh, helping them kind of prepare for things that are going to be coming down the road and uh, you know, kind of pointing out those things that may kind of slip under the radar. Uh, and while at the same time, also trying to highlight uh, lesser known uh, characters uh, and, and more specifically uh, characters, uh, black and brown characters of color, uh, LGBTQIA plus characters that you know people don't talk about mm. because they're not you know Wolverine, they're not Rogue, they're not Gambit, they're not Beast, they're not Nightcrawler, uh, they're not uh, even Storm or Bishop for that matter. Um, you know, I like I, it always pains me when I talk to uh people who you know, talk about you. Know, oh, I'm really into X Men. Like, yes, like well, you know, you start asking who their favorite X Men are, they give you the same five or six X-Men like every time it's like, it's always the same five or six. Uh, they never, they never, and, and you, you, you start showing them, well, Hey, have you heard about this character? And they're like, no, I didn't know that character existed. Yeah. You know, um, I did a video for prodigy very recently and he's a character who's more prominent than most. Um, and a lot of people had no clue he existed. Mm -hmm. Like they had no idea that, uh, uh, that he was a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the character, Aya, a lot of people didn't know that she existed. Uh, and then uh, and then even going to like some of the milestone media stuff. Uh, a lot of people, there are a lot of people I know, even my uh, co-host uh, on the Blurred Cave, uh, we were talking about this uh, yesterday, the fact that um, he never read Milestone. Like he didn't know that Milestone media was a thing. Like he knew about Static, but like he didn't know that Icon and Hardware and Rocket and all these other characters existed. Uh, and now the milestone is going to relaunch. He's like, oh wow! I, he's like, I'm learning, you know, about these characters, and I feel like you know, shining a spotlight on these characters helps people realize that we have way more skin in the game. We have way more history in comics. We have characters like as I always hear people say, man, there's not enough black characters in comics. Well, that is true, but there are more characters there than most people even realize, mm -hmm. and it's because they're either underutilized or people just plain and simple don't know about them. Uh, so I try and shine light on that uh, as well. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the tips you can give maybe like people like me who are just starting out mm -hmm. their channels, they're, they're into the different, you know, pop culture, the mangas, the animes, the comic books, the gaming, mm -hmm. all types of stuff. What are some good tips you might give of someone who's just starting out? Um, I usually say uh, the, the, the main tip I always give is consistency. Uh, always be consistent. Uh, you know, you don't have to necessarily have a schedule, and, and and you don't even necessarily have to release things at the same time every time. Well, what I what I mean when I say consistent is, is that if you say, "Hey, I'm gonna post one video every week," do it. Doesn't matter what day it is. Uh, uh post a video once a week, and 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 be consistent with that. Uh, don't um, don't overdo it. Uh, do as much as you feel you humanly possibly can and still maintain a healthy, like normal work life balance, uh, you, uh, with everything else, you know, in your orbit. Um, and I tell people, I know a lot of times, like, I know that, um, like hate and negativity can tend to, uh, drive traffic, yeah. but I often tell people that 
passion in general will drive traffic. But I always tell people, talk about the things that you're passionate about. Whether it's good or bad. You know, whether you're passionate about uh, something in a good way or passionate about something in a bad way. Those are the things that get people's attention because even though uh, even though it's you know, a lot of people will you know yeah they'll actually monetize this because uh, that's what a lot of people do. Uh, a lot of people try and like you know, grip and monetize other people's outrage, but what's really happening is that people are attracted to passion. If you can be passionate about something, I don't care if it's basket weaving, Ninja Turtles, uh, knitting. Uh, baseball, uh, or astrophysics. If you're passionate about something, people will flock to you because that's what people want. Uh, like you, know, kind of like you were talking earlier about uh, what was it? Uh, the the Star Wars channel, uh, Star Wars theory. It's not as it's not a bad channel, but if there was a little more passion there, you know, there would it would probably like be even more popular. Indeed. Uh, you know, and that's kind of that's kind of my thing. It's like. When I talk about comics, I talk about them passionately. Now, it's not to say that guys like Comic Storian or Comic Explain or Dope Spill or, uh, uh, or New Sage, whoever. It's not to say they aren't passionate. I'm just passionate in a different way. Mm -hmm. My passion comes out in the fact that I'm excited to talk about these comics. I'm excited to tell you about these comics. And I'm excited to reveal things you may or may not know or may have forgotten. And I think that's what gets people's uh, attention. And occasionally, I can be funny. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think that that is actually something that uh, some other channels lack. I, uh, I've i watched some of the, you know, my, the, the channels of my peers. And while, you know, they're not busting a joke a minute, you know, sometimes they interject some humor. Sometimes they don't. Uh, but that's something I felt I should I prided myself on is injecting humor into it more often than not. It may not be every single video, but there's something funny there. I'm going to talk about it, mm -hmm. uh, or, or or I'll discuss something in, in a way that you know maybe they won't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a uh, case in point, I used House Party, uh, House Party One, Kid's Dad. Uh, Snapping the belt, he was getting ready to beat the brakes off his son for sneaking out and uh, and, and doing the kid and play dance with play at a house party. Uh, I used that as a reference when I would talk about uh, how Apocalypse was going to beat the brakes off his uh, off his kids and tennis swords, which didn't actually happen, but yeah, it was fun to talk about and think about. Uh, but you know, people thought it was funny, mm -hmm. you know, because you know these other channels weren't saying that. <laughs> you know so i mean you you have to present something that others that others don't mm -hmm. uh because there's a vacuum there mm -hmm. uh so uh justin malone had a super chat he said what do you think about the new jl trailer uh we did cover that um mm -hmm. if you could want to quickly uh yeah uh i mean like i said it's <laughs> it's not like i'm not gonna watch it but there's nothing that they showed me that made me go the snyder cut is worth it um and 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 clearly Warner Brothers has no faith in this because they don't want to make any more Zack Snyder verse movies or any more Snyder cut films or Snyder cut esque uh uh you know films and and for good reason um if Justice League and, and I and I'll I'll tell this to anybody 
if that when that movie is available to watch and I sit down and watch it, and if it's good, I'll be the first one to come out and say, hey, hand me the crow. I will eat it. This movie is actually good, but I honestly have no positive hopes uh, for this film. It looks like a hot mess. It looks like as schizophrenic of a film as the regular Justice League looked. And that was directed by two different people. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, Justin, I hope you answered your question, man. We, we went in, you, you missed it. We were, we were going in on that earlier. So, if people, if you missed it, watch the playback because we be, we're going in. We're going in, actually. Uh, another uh, super chat by uh, 2K Resumes. What's going on, bro? Uh, shout out for the $50 super chat. Appreciate it. I did do an interview with him the other day on IT. Uh, so if you missed that, we talked about my career. So shout out to 2K Resumes for the super chat. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Um, so I guess we got to go back to DC because I, I thought about something. So lately they've been doing this whole, hey, let's premiere th this movie on HBO Max. They've been doing that mm -hmm. lately. What are your thoughts on this? Is this the future? Because I, I understand the current environment. Is this mm -hmm. a good technique? What do you think? I mean, I think it's a good technique. Uh, because you know that's what uh, people the 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 people have spoken. Uh, the people have spoken. Um, no one wants to go to a movie theater right now. People don't feel safe. Uh, and right now, when people stay, you know, staying at home, they want their entertainment. And while uh, other services, you know, Disney uh, Plus being you know the the main one in this, is that um. You know, going the route of saying, "Hey, you know, you have the subscription service, but you have to pay more to get this other thing," which to me, perfectly honest, I was fine with it because, yeah, if I paid thirty bucks to watch, you know, Mulan at home, uh, I paid less money than I would have paid if I went to a theater because, uh, between myself, my wife, and two children. Uh, I would have paid. I would have paid well and above that. But I also understand that people who are single or just like a you know a two person household that was probably a bit steep for them. But uh, depending on where you live, depending on where you live, because I know in some places that would actually thirty bucks would be about par for the course for two people after a certain time of day. Mm -hmm. uh, but that said, um, the you know, the the movie Mulan was so divisive that I feel like it also kind of hurt that business model so had like maybe they had done it with a movie that was more of a surefire hit maybe people have been like okay cool i get it but then you have hbo max who's like hey we're just gonna give you these movies for free but then yeah you get you get wonder woman and it's like eh. and the next thing you know, it's like okay well now we're gonna give you uh judas and the black messiah which uh i haven't watched yet but uh a lot of people i know have already watched it have have told me that it's a great movie may anger you but it's a good movie uh so i'm looking forward to seeing that Same. but until we get to like the king the, the godzilla versus king kongs and uh the the the, the matrices uh <laughs> and the um uh you know, and some of these other movies that they've announced i don't i don't think you know because because the the batman is off the table they're not putting that one out that one they're not giving away for free. They've already said that. Mm -hmm. uh, but all the other ones, they're like, yeah, no, we're going to give you these for free because if you're already paying for HBO Max, then, you know, cool. Which, to be fair, HBO Max, a lot of people don't think about this, actually costs more than Disney+. Plus. So do your math there. You've kind of already paid for it in some aspects. Uh, <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. If they decided they if they decided that this is how we do movies for now until the end of days, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't I used to love going to the movie theater. Same. But yeah. But I also I have I have a humongous television. Uh I have a humongous 4K television and surround. I don't need to go to a theater. Uh I am perfectly fine popping some popcorn in my house. Totally. And just watching the like turning off the lights and watching the movie uh in the the the, the comfort of my home where I don't have to throw my drink at somebody who has turned on their cell phone uh, that is on the brightest setting ever and and started doing this mess. We're like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I can talk. Yeah, I, I don't have to throw my drink at you. Right. Yeah. So. So we're actually saving the community. We're not wasting. Yeah. And, yeah. That's actually a great point. Yeah. And I'm not starting a fight. Right. No violence here. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on Green Lantern? Now, Green Lantern was... Uh, mm-hmm. I heard some news about Green Lantern coming to HBO Max, uh, like a TV show type format. What do you think about mm-hmm. that? And do you care about CW? Anything on CW? Do you care about that? Because to me... Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, I've been ranting about CW for a long time. Like, it's just, mm. it's just poor quality production. This looks mm. crappy compared to what we... Ha- even Titans... Titans looks better mm-hmm. than anything on CW. And people talk mm-hmm. crap about Titans, but it looks better than anything on CW. Mm-hmm. Batwoman, all Actually, that. yeah, no, actually, I'd rather enjoy Titans. <laughs> yeah, like, it looks... Actually, I'm quicker to watch Titans than I am to watch anything on CW. It, um, exactly. So what are your thoughts on CW and Green Lantern coming on HBO? Um, I'll start with CW because that was going to be easier. Uh, CW, I don't watch anything on the CW, really, with the exception of Black Lightning and uh, Stargirl. Uh, actually, Stargirl was a show that actually caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting to like it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it. And then I kept watching it. And then somewhere between then and there, I wound up at the season finale. And, <laughs> and I was like, and I wasn't mad. I was actually like, oh, wow, this actually was, this actually was good. I was impressed. But at the same time, I'm scared for the second season because... Uh, as we all know, any CW show that does start off with a good first season usually has a pretty bad second season. Um, so I'm worried about that. I um, I was watching Batwoman, and I am gonna go back and watch it. Uh, you know, now that Javicia Leslie is is in the role, just to kind of have more of an opinion. But I, I can kind of already tell based off people I know personally who are also watching it. I'm probably not going to like it any more or less than I already did, which I didn't even hate bad woman when, Ru- when Ruby Rose was in the role. Like I just was like, it was just one of those things. Like if it was on, it was on. Like I never went out of my way to watch it. Um, everything else flash, uh, the Legend of Tomorrow, uh, Legend of Tomorrow, yeah, all that. They keep all that. I, I'm done. I don't. I don't want it. I'm, I'm done with all of them. Just, yeah. just get it out of my face. I don't love. Don't live here anymore. Uh, for those shows. Uh, but Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern's another story. I'm curious about Green Lantern. Uh, if for no other reason than it seems like it's going to be a Green Lantern show that's not going to have Hal Jordan on it. Yeah. Um. It's not going to have Jon Stewart either, but I think a lot of that is because what they're planning to do with those two characters in Warner Brothers has always been very vocal, that we don't like using characters who are on one thing in another thing. Mm-hmm. 
I don't get why they feel that way, but yeah, whatever. Uh, we they, they always say they don't want to confuse people. So basically, the reason why you won't see Hal Jordan or John Stewart in that Green Lantern TV show is because they are supposed to be in a Green Lantern movie together. So, but you're gonna have every other Green Lantern. Like, you're going to have the original OG, original recipe, Green Lantern, Alan Scott. You're going to have uh, uh, Guy Gardner. I think there may or may not have been a mention of Kyle Rayner. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought up some various and sundry other Green It's basically, it's not really like, it's more of a Green Lantern core series than just a Green Lantern series. It's about the whole squad. Uh, more or less, which that's fine. I'll I'm here for it. You could do it like uh, you could treat it like Gotham, but maybe better handled. Ooh, uh, yeah, you better. could be like a yeah, hey, police force in space dealing with stuff okay. the Green Lanterns deal with. I mean, okay. it could be a police procedural, uh, but like a space cop police procedural. This is really that's all Green Lantern is. He's just space cop. That's all he is. I mean, yeah, he's fighting Sinestro and all this other stuff, but I think you know, the, the threats that he faces tend to be more uh, uh, big, bad, uh, super bad cosmic forces, but at the end of the day, space cops. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm curious. I want to see it, and it's and more because I think that on HBO Max, they're going to be able to do a little bit more than what you get from the CW. Yes. Uh, even DC Universe proved they could do a better looking show than what CW could. Um, they've proven it. They did it with Doom Patrol. They've done it with Titans. Uh, they did it with uh, Swamp Thing, even though they canceled Swamp Thing as quick as it happened uh, and then put it on CW later. Uh, but you you have you have examples of how well they can do something if they're given the opportunity mm-hmm. and i feel like the the green lantern show for all of its misgivings for the the the, the stain that the name green lantern has on it because of the live action movie i feel yeah. like if given a chance i think people would like it yeah because that's the this is really a chance for them to redeem themselves from the ryan Reynolds yeah. thing that we had before um, Eisen's here. Eisen saw what's going on. He has a super chat. What combination of Bruce and Alfred do you think has been the best? Uh, for me, it's uh, Black, Bat Flicked, and Irons, and then Bale and Kane. Uh, that's a good question. What do you think? You know what? Um, I actually like um, Jeremy Irons and um, and Ben Affleck because uh, they had a good banter, even though they they only got you know two movies to really express that. Uh, I feel like they did a really good job of expressing what I expected from them as characters. Like, I felt like the banter was there. I felt like they, like there was something special there. And Michael Caine and, uh, and, and Christian Bale, I think, are also a really good one. Um, my only... <laughs> my only problem with Michael Caine, Christian Bale one, is that I always felt like at any point Michael Caine was about to just start crying. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> there were just various points where he would start talking, and uh, I like and I just sad. like it's true. He I feel like, like yeah, sad. I feel like he's about to just burst into tears at any moment. I don't know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I feel uncomfortable. I feel like an Oscar. Uh, the, I feel like the Oscar music is about to start playing mm. uh, at any moment. <laughs> I agree. 
Man, uh, Ernie, there's a lot of stuff to talk about here. I mean, we've passed a two-hour mark. Um, Manga, anime, Star Wars, superheroes, DC, Marvel. Um, I don't want to waste too much of your time. I know you got a life. (laughs) You're a human just like me. Um, (laughs) Is there anything... I really appreciate you coming on board to Nerd Pill, man. Oh, anytime. Um, This was great. Um, Great questions. I mean, we talked about... I mean, mean, there's a lot of stuff we didn't even cover. Um, but you're always mm-hmm. welcome to come on the channel. We didn't even cover yeah. of Star Wars. I mean, there's, there's oh, a lot yeah. of stuff. There's a whole realm of stuff, but that could be another three hours. I'm just not not trying. I'm not trying to do a a, D, a DLC of the stream. So I don't want to do that to you. So um, any any last words you have? Anything you want to say? Anything? Uh, I would say uh, if you are uh, I know I've seen it come up in the chat. Uh, if you are someone who is uh, a content creator or someone who is uh, debating whether or not you want to be a content creator, you want to uh, to do things like what uh, I or other content creators do, um, I would say stop obsessing over doing the thing and just do the thing. Um, and it's it's easier said than done for uh for a lot of reasons but i often when i talk to people who are uh you know who are interested in uh making videos or wanting to know what it's like or you know get that experience uh, i always say the only way you can know is to just you know do it don't think about it don't obsess about it don't wonder whether you should or shouldn't don't obsess over uh, will anyone watch it? Will anyone care? Yeah, whatever. Just do it. Because the more time you spend doing the thing is less time you spend not uh, doing the thing. So True. Man, that's a good point. Good point, man. Like I said, I, mean, <laughs> I appreciate you, man. We, we may have to do this again. Hey, uh, you got, yeah, definitely. I got you on Twitter. I got you on the email. So, hey, um, welcome, man. Uh, this is what my channel is about. I, I love interviewing people uh, from this community. So I appreciate you, man. Uh, you're always welcome. Yeah. And uh, definitely subscribe to him. Check him out. Links in the description. And I'll see you guys later on more videos, streams, all that good stuff. Have a good weekend. Be safe. And I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we all live. 70s, the music, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. Now, later, who are we to look at these two fine young men and say, you there, I sit in judgment of you. Riddle me this. But there could be more to the case than meets the eye. Kiss files starts now. Bicarbonate of fig leaf. Yo, me got it! Nibby, I'm